0: Today on The Terrible Warriors, a special Halloween one shot. One episode, one complete campaign, brought to you by Game Master Mike the Birdman Dodd. Today, The Terrible Warriors will play Call of Cthulhu in a campaign called The Dread Child. The city of Owen Sound has been shaken to its core by a series of child disappearances. The police have few leads until a crack in the case comes in the form of a body. An OPP detective, an occult expert, and a concerned citizen have come together to help solve this bizarre crime. A town frightened, a citizenry paralyzed with fear, and a darkness looming overhead, that no one could have seen coming. Listener discretion is advised. These are the terrible warriors. Welcome, my terrible listeners. It is
1: I, your keeper for this evening, Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net, and I bring you. The adventure for the month of October. Actually, this is a special. This is a Halloween special we are doing as a one-shot. That's right, guys. You're going to get this entire adventure in one complete file so I can hopefully scare the crap out of you or at least entertain you for the next couple of hours. What are we going to be playing tonight? We're going to be playing Chaosium's 7th edition of Call of Cthulhu from a successful Kickstarter a number of years ago, which thankfully came here a little while ago. Uh, So we will be playing Call of Cthulhu, like I said, the seventh edition of the game. But I'm not alone. Of course, I'm joined by my cacophony of players joining us from the city of Barrie, Ontario. It's Tiffany Fonsolo-Compton. And of course, my large and in-charge brother from the city of Kitchener. Alex. And it would not be Terrible Warriors without one of our newest guys who's been playing in the Star Trek Horizons game. We are joined from Toronto with...
2: We're at the Closet Geek.
1: And I got to say, guys, it is exciting to game master three new players as I've game master Tiffany and Alex, but I've never game master Brent before. And especially because we're playing a different type of game. We're not playing your typical hack and slash dungeon crawl like Dungeons and Dragons, nor are we playing Shadowrun where it's all run and gun. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be playing something a little bit different tonight. Dare dare I say a little bit something more atmospheric and scary as we are playing, like I said, Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition, The Dread Child. So before we begin things off, let's talk about everybody's character. Tiffany, how does your character fit into the world of Call of Cthulhu? Who are you?
3: Well, I'm playing a parapsychologist named Violet Orwell. Um, She's in her 30s and... uh, She's been um, doing research and uh, consultant work for uh, different types of, I guess, you know, like um, learning institutions and stuff. But recently she's come across more um, dark uh, interests, I guess. Uh, She's always had sort of uh, an affinity towards the occult. So um, now she's kind of, looking to give her services out to see if she can um, solve some problems in that area.
1: All right. And Alex, tell me about your character.
4: All right. Well, I am uh, Lewis Big Lou Burns, an OPP detective, uh, currently on loan to the local police for uh, uh, basically training the police on new techniques. because This is the 80s, the modern 80s, right? So we have to have... Uh, you know, new computers being installed. So he's, he's a bit of a techie bit of a hardware guy. Um, he's new, he's on, um, I would say he's not part of like a, like a tech task force or anything. He's more like just happens to be the only person there that can show them how to use the computers. Okay. And he comes from a background where his, uh, on his mother's side, his grandmother was the first, uh, OPP, uh, constable woman that became a, a detective on the force mm. so we're talking back you know in in say the 50s awesome 50s and 40s so he comes from that background and that's sort of his motivations it's, it's sort of in the family you know you got to be a cop
1: and finally we have our every man the one person i gave freedom to do whatever they wanted to with their character brent tell me about your character
2: uh, so uh, my guy's name is uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Lloyd Adler He's just a, a white collar worker He's uh, 40 um, And and I don't know he, he When he was in university he thought things were going to be great And uh, had big ideas For himself and now he just sort of works in an office And is kind of a dreamer So he's prone to do wild things like Get involved in crazy investigations Or uh, <laughs> Try, trying to make it big but he's just a you know boring old office worker guy he's your every man and those are my favorite characters in uh the lovecraft stories
1: the characters who just kind of get caught up in fantastic events and whatever happens happens so to speak
2: <laughs> yeah they have no idea what's going on there's just crazy shit happening so
1: all right there so we have our characters of violet big lou and lloyd so we begin the story set in the southern Ontario city of about 20 to 25,000 people at this point in time of Owen Sound, Ontario. The year is 1986. And for the past couple of months there have been a series of child abductions and unfortunately the police have no leads unfortunately. And The city is basically caught in a grip of fear as people are starting to wonder what's going on. Why are these kids going missing? And finally, there's been a crack in the case. There has been a body recovered at a local school. Um, One of the children that was uh, evidently taken has been returned, but also with the body of their parent. The body is that of Josh Hastings and his daughter Emily Hastings. And we join our characters as they're sitting in the police briefing room of the Owen Sound City Police Department as the media is just or as the police are just preparing to give a statement to the media describing what is going on, what has been happening, and uh, more or less is the city going to be safe now? Are things okay? And, um, police chief, Nate salt steps up to the podium, uh, and he starts to address the members of the audience to which all three of you are there. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen of the public and the press, my name is police chief, Nate Salt, and I want to update you on the current investigations we have going into the child disappearances that have been plaguing our community for the last several months. Uh, This morning, we discovered a body at uh, Amabel Hepworth Central Public School located in Hepworth, about 20 minutes north of the uh, city. Um, Unfortunately, we were uh, unable to discover the body of one deceased male, Josh Hastings. Uh, a shallow lake, age 34. Uh, however, though, in more positive news, we were able to, um, we were able to get back one of the missing children, uh, Emily Hastings, who'd been missing since the beginning of August. Uh, she has been recovered with minimal injuries and is currently being treated at the Gray Bruce, Grey Bruce uh, Health Center uh, up on the... Uh, Top of the hill here in Owen Sound. She's currently being treated by uh, various psychiatric professionals. We hope to have her reunited with her family as soon as possible. And um, at this time, we advise the public that we are doing everything we possibly can to solve this crime. However, though, due to the unusual nature, of this particular investigation, we have decided to call in some outside help of uh, a more unusual, shall we say, uh, type. And this is why we've called in a parapsychologist, as we, we believe there may be an occult element to this. Um, we are not sure whether it is a local uh, cult that may be responsible, or whether it is a cult of, cult of cult at all. But signs in the investigation are certainly pointing in a strange direction as a rather large truck passes by. Um, um, He goes on to explain, um, currently there have been 20 children taken. Uh, police patrols around the city have been significantly increased. There actually has been a new round of hiring for officers to patrol schools, playgrounds. There is a citywide curfew issued at about uh, six o'clock. Basically as soon as, uh, as soon as it gets dark, children are required to be home or to be accompanied by a parent and/or guardian if they are seen out past then or to report any, any suspicious activity to the Owen Sound City Police services. Uh, Nate Salt sits, uh, sits down at the podium for a second, wipes the sweat off his brow and he just kind of mutters under his breath, just loud enough for you to get to hear it over the mic, over the mic and the loudspeakers. He's like, it's not getting any easier. He, uh, stands back up a reporter from the Owen sound sometimes asks a couple generic questions. Like, do you have any leads? He's like no other than the current body that we found at the at the uh, location at Annabelle Central Public School. I have to. So the reporter from the Owen Sound sometimes asks the general who, what, why, and where questions. Nothing you guys haven't heard before. So, um, Brent, your character Lloyd is attending the news conference as uh, you have a daughter who seems to be about the right age. The kids that have gone missing. Or anywhere between ages 5 to 12. And uh, one of your daughter's friends was one of the kids that got nabbed. Actually, the, the uh, Hastings child, Emily, was a friend of your daughter's. So this comes as quite a shock that uh, she's been returned, but uh, you don't know too much more than what Police Chief Nate Salt has said so far. So you look around the room and you see various other, as a cops, reporters. You see a few other concerned parents. Um, you notice there's a detective who looks suspiciously like Magnum PI, uh, <laughs> over in yeah he does <laughs> over in the corner of the room. If you want to give me, uh, let me see, I want you to roll an intelligence roll for me.
2: Uh, What is that again?
1: That's Uh, I-N-T.
2: Right, it's a D-100. Sorry. Yep. no problem. Oh, shit, I got a 99. So, So, that's a massive (laughs) fumble. You're like... (laughs) Good times. You're like, well,
1: that's a cop. I hope he's nice. Uh, If you want to try again, I'll allow you to push the roll. Something seems unusual about him
2: okay So uh, try
1: it again so you're gonna think a little bit harder again. yep roll again 13 you recognize uh from his uniform he's he is oh he is o, opp and judging you're kind of starting to put the pieces in your head together that this is a bit bigger than what the Owen Sound City Police Services should probably be handling. Now, having OPP help isn't necessarily unusual in and of itself, but something seems to stand out about this particular officer. Um, okay. As you notice him standing there, you seem, he seems to be standing next to a young woman, and uh, Violet, if you could describe to me what you look like.
3: Uh, Violet is... Uh a, a taller woman. She's in her thirties. Um, say she's about five eleven. Uh, brown hair, um, green eyes. She's wearing some pretty nondescript clothes. She does have a pretty uh, signature necklace around her neck that has a an amethyst crystal that hangs about collarbone level. Um, it, it's it, it. She looks like she she is very. Um, if you were to not know she was a parapsychologist, you could kind of tell that she was in, into that
1: kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so. so Lloyd, looking over to the Magnum P.I. looking man, you see a young woman standing beside him who seems to stand out a little bit from the people here in the crowd. Basically, ain't from around these parts definitely kind of <laughs> screams out as Owen Sound has a very distinct look to most of its kind of residents. Not, notwithstanding, she doesn't look like anybody you've ever seen uh, in the city before she definitely seems like some kind of an outsider so What are you guys going to do A- any of you can now act right now? Nate Saul has stepped down He's taking various questions from the press off off to the side and you guys are free to mingle
2: right well, I guess I uh, push through the the crowd and uh, walk On up to to violet because i'm concerned as to what's going on. I know the girl uh you know i want to know what's going on and so i it looks like violet's the only one that might actually talk to me uh and i sort of nervously you know ask her uh, uh, about the case uh you know i seem pretty, I'm, I'm kind of worried cuz you know i know i know this kid yeah. uh so i ask i ask how the case is going and if you know i can do anything to help
3: Well, violet is um Like kind of touching the necklace around her neck as if it's, I mean, in a very similar way that a a Catholic person would touch a rosary beads, and uh, she looks uh, looks to Lloyd and uh, kind of smiles and says, we're doing everything we can. I know I am. This is a very sensitive case. I've never worked on anything like this before. But having someone like you who knows of the child that we found might help, I guess, unearth some of the things that we're trying to figure out. Do you, um, do you have a child that is close to?
2: Uh, Yeah. My, my daughter knows her. Uh, I, you know, we, they go to the same school together. Uh, So, they're, you know, they're they're are best friends. So I've seen that girl a, a million times. I'm so worried. It's what 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 happened? Is she going to be okay? Uh, as as far as we can tell,
3: physically she's fine. I haven't gotten a chance to uh, to psychoanalyze her myself, but it's safe to say she's been through some trauma. Has had your daughter ever talked about anything that happened with Emily before?
2: Uh, uh she talks about her all the time they're they're best friends they hang out at school all the time she's never mentioned anything strange we've been worried sick for for ever since she's been missing
5: mm-hmm.
1: now big lou you happen to hear this conversation happening just off to your left and you notice sir you up you happen to hear lloyd saying that he knows the girl Something that hasn't been revealed to the public is that Emily is actually in the psych ward known as the seventh floor of the Owen Sound uh, Hospital. She's actually been confined to um, one of the psychiatric wards and is currently under intense psychoactive supervision as no one's been able to get through to her as uh, Josh Hastings was an only parent.
4: Okay, so I know this, and they don't, They don't, yes. Okay, uh, just trying to think of what I would do.
1: Because because the Owen Sound Police Department has called you in, you do have a little bit more jurisdiction to do as you see fit. You can request uh, help from the Owen Sound Police Department. As you need, you can request certain OPP resources. But you are free to investigate as pretty much pretty much as you see fit. So you can call in people to help you. You can uh, bring in members of the public if you think they'll be useful. You you specifically brought in uh, Violet. Uh, sought her out rather um, because the you know, uh, Toronto Police Services has used Violet before in solving occult-related crimes in Toronto over the past year.
4: Okay, so now I know the background. Okay, Yes, cool.
1: and the public has only just become aware of the occult connection.
4: Okay, so I overhear them conversing, and um, I'm going to pipe up and gonna ask, um, Violet, have you had a chance to review the files yet on, uh, on the girl?
3: I have got a chance to... Uh to look at the police reports, but I'd really like a chance to actually speak with her. I understand that she's under intense supervision right now, but it would help me tremendously if I could actually talk to her in person.
4: And, uh, you, sir, are uh, a friend of the family.
2: Uh, yeah, our, our, uh, my daughter is, is good friends with her. Okay. I
4: going to say, maybe you should follow along with me and we should go, uh, go to the hospital and see if she can be responsive. Maybe she'll be able to open up to somebody she knows.
2: It's a
1: good idea, actually. All right. And yeah. Then, I, we should do that. Let's go to the hospital. Okay, and so you guys uh, pile into uh, actually, uh, so Lou, are you driving an OPP cruiser? Or are you driving a regular car?
4: Uh, I'm driving uh, it would be an OPP cruiser.
1: Okay, so you guys pile into Lou's OPP cruiser. You pull off the through downtown Owen sound, go up the giant Hill. Cause Owen sound rests in a Valley. You cut across where the mall is currently being constructed and you arrive at the Owen sound city hospital, a rather tall building. I think eight or eight stories high and you go to the seventh floor, which is known as the psych ward. Um, an orderly greets you at the door and says, uh, hello folks. Uh, my name is uh, Orderly Harris. Is there anything I can do for you, folks? Uh, are you here to visit a patient? Are you here to see a doctor?
3: I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Lloyd take this one.
2: Uh, we're, uh, we're we're here to see the the girl that got brought in tonight.
1: Oh, oh, you mean uh, the Hastings child, correct? Yeah. Emily, yes. Uh, you, and you say you're a friend of the family. Um, currently, the doctor's not letting anybody, but uh, anybody but the police, go in there right now, um, and registered therapists. So,
4: all right. I, I, I flash my credentials and, uh, and say that uh, that uh, he's part of the investigation with us, so that he can come in.
1: Oh, he goes. Oh, well then. Uh, by all means, please, please. Please come with me. So he leads you down this long white hallway. You can see various doors have those huge security, big locks across them. You can see into various rooms that have the little hole in them. You see, there's a couple of literal rubber rooms. Um, you see various patients in there. You hear a lot of crying, a lot of screaming, basically typical for a psych ward. And eventually you're brought to a room at the end of the hall. And you can see a child strapped to a bed um the girl's probably about 10 years old. Lloyd, you remember her having this really bright fiery red hair because uh because of her father, very strong Irish uh background and her hair is now stark white.
2: Oh my god, Emily, your your hair. What what what, what why is she strapped down? What's going on? I thought she was Attacked or something. She starts looking around the room. She recognizes your voice,
1: but her eyes, as you look at her, something doesn't quite seem quite right. If you can, do you have the skill spot hidden? Uh,
2: I do not have anything useful like that, no. Does anybody have spot hidden? Or search or anything like that?
1: That
4: actually brings a question up. On the character sheet, it has in brackets, um, I guess, a percentage number besides some of these. Are they base numbers if you don't put anything into them? Yes. So I guess then we all technically have it. Yes. Just 25%, which would mean...
1: Try to have to on the dice roll, or...? Yeah, yeah, if you all want to roll it, or actually, yeah, yeah. See if, like, anybody gets it.
4: Basically, uh, we'd, exactly. we'd all have to get below 25.
2: Yeah. 97. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 78.
5: <going> nope. <laughs>
1: uh I got zero. <laughs> that that's a hundred. So that's a critical fumble. Uh, so neither of you ten. Wait, wait. Are
4: you, are, we, are you supposed to roll under? Right.
1: Yes. Yeah.
4: And you got what? You got zero. Yeah. Got so double zero. So yeah. she'd
1: have to roll a one. Oh, okay. <laughs> one would be a critical success. In this case, it's a critical fumble. Um. You enter the room, like I said, and she, her eyes don't quite focus on you, but something seemed... All of you notice something seems very off about her. Normally, children give off a very friendly aura about them, even if they're a little bit surly. They don't come across as threatening. Something about this girl seems th- seems immediately threatening to you. Um, she looks... Uh, Emily looks over at Lloyd, and something just seems off and she she barks something in a language you don't understand
2: just like Emily are you are you okay it's 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 me Lloyd do you recognize me what what happened to your hair are you okay she starts
1: to struggle against her bonds so much so that her arms start to bleed um and she starts thrashing about the bed and for just a solid minute just starts barking the same strange language you just heard her say. After a minute or two, she stops, stops thrashing and just says in the calmest possible voice, in the darkness he watches and waits for you. And then she seems to pass right out. Uh, okay
4: um, can I'm I have... that wasn't normal behavior for her
2: <laughs> No she's 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 just a sweet little girl How dare you
3: okay. <laughs> I have language Other can I roll that Yes actually Okay I'm, I'm rolling a d100 for that right Yes Okay uh, 40 um... You
1: recognize the language
3: definitely actually You recognize it as Latin Oh okay That wasn't just some gibberish she was talking that was an ancient form of latin
1: if you want to roll it again i'll give you a bonus die to this basically roll to roll roll it twice or roll one dice will be your 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 tens so to speak and one will be what your your other dice and you, I'll give you an, an advance You take the lowest of the two tens. You know what I'm saying? So I'm rolling two d10s. Roll two d10s. Take the lowest, and then roll another d10 to represent, like if it was, for example, a four, your roll would be whatever the ten was four. So it might be like twenty four or something. You know what I'm okay. saying? So
3: I yeah, I rolled a one and a six.
1: So you so rolled I got a one. Yep. So you're rolling. So you got something ten. Okay, and then I roll one more. Do ten? Yep. Another one. You rolled ten. So you understand what she said. It was a lot of broken Latin, a lot of ancient Latin. Like, stuff that hasn't been spoken in centuries. The only reason you know it is because in some of your occult books, it references languages like this, and some of it has been translated. You recognize some of the phrasing. You recognize the phrase as in the darkness he watches, in the darkness he waits. He takes us to the place high above the lake. We wait.
5: Hmm.
3: Alright, well, I'm going to pass this information on to them then, and just say that I've come across this before, though there's not a lot of information about it. It it seems impossible that she would know about this Being she's so young I, I'm going to have to do some research about this This is
2: highly uncommon Research? What are you talking about? I, I don't even know what's going on what, How does she know that language? She doesn't don't have Latin in school for 10 year olds I've come across odder things,
3: trust me sir
1: As you guys are sitting there discussing this, a doctor uh, comes in, a rather tall-looking man. Uh, He introduces himself. I just got to pull a name here. He introduces himself as Dr. Matthew Baumgartner. And he goes, I presume you, ladies and gentlemen, are with the investigation? Yes, that's correct. Um, If you'd like to come with me, I'd actually like to show you some of the items that were brought in with uh, Miss Hastings this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so because the police haven't come to pick up this stuff yet, it is still in the hospital's possession. Uh, The police will come later. You guys are the first to actually take a look at this particular uh, group of materials. So he leads you to a room and he puts some stuff down on a table. You see her clothes, which was basically a t-shirt, her underwear, a pair of jeans, um, socks, shoes, that sort of thing. But covering it is this strange viscous black goo. Hmm. And you also see she also has what looks like a knife that's made out of um, bone and probably some kind of metal. Basically, metal handle, but a bone blade. There also seems to be symbols engraved upon it as well uh what the hell is uh, going
2: on
3: <laughs> i'm gonna roll occult for that because i feel like she might be able to figure that out uh f- i roll 40
1: what what's your o occult skill um
3: uh, it was it was five percent of what was it was it education I think my
1: education's sixty five, and I'm, I'm unsure. But, but say so your skill it. should be a lot higher than that.
4: Actually, uh, I think, think how it works is that, like, how does the the percentage thing work? There, do you multiply that by your number?
1: No, because Tiffany, because Tiffany did the quick skill list, so she should have it broke down super, super easy. Like, you should have, like, a 60, a 50, a 70.
4: That sort of thing. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay, if we're going by that, then, it's definitely 65. Okay, so you rolled under that. Um... So, you recognize it as some kind of a ritual knife designed for specifically human sacrifice. Oh, okay. Um... But... related to um, a very it's related to uh, like I said human sacrifice but not any specific region Uh, or religion or anything or religion but you recognize the intent basically it's a descendant of like an Aztec knife
3: okay alright I'm gonna again pass that information on and say, I've never seen... I've seen knives like this, but I've never seen one that looks like this and has these kind of markings. I can't... I can't pin down where it's from, but it's. it definitely has very ill intent. It's It's made for killing.
1: Dr. Baumgartner goes, uh... uh Officer, um, I, I, I can release this these materials into your uh, custody if you'd wish.
4: Yes, please, sir.
1: Okay, so he signs over the forms. He's like, okay, I, Dr. Baumgartner of the Owen Sound uh, Public Health Unit, release these materials to your custody. And he hands over a baggie. Um, he has everything individually bagged for you. And... Um, there there you have it it's currently about noon uh on a friday afternoon right now so i guess uh what are you guys going to do now i say we go back to the the
3: priest or the police station so that we can uh, investigate the evidence more we might get be able to get a better handle on what we're dealing with
2: well i'm following you guys i'm not leaving until i know just what the hell is going on in my town
4: that's reasonable. So I'm going to go lock everything in the trunk of my car, and we're going to head back over.
1: Okay. So once again, you guys get in into the police cruiser, drive down the big 10th Street Hill, and arrive back at Owen Sound City Police Headquarters. Um, things have quieted down since since uh, since the police conference a couple of hours ago. Um, You walk back into the uh, crime lab. It's only maintained by one or two technicians at this this, uh, time of day. It's getting close to Thanksgiving, so a lot of officers have requested time off, despite the fact that there is this crisis in the city. The lab seems unusually quiet today. It's probably a good thing. We don't really
3: want to be bothered with what we're looking at. Let's go into the actual crime lab, then, so that we can have access to the equipment that we need. If that's okay with you, she looks at... What's your character's name again, Alex? Big Lou. Right, Big Lou, if that's okay with Big Lou.
2: okay with me, on my lab. (laughs) (laughs) Can I follow you guys in?
4: Uh, I'm going to suggest... Because you're a civilian, you're going to have to stay outside the room, but you can be outside just not in the actual crime lab.
1: Yeah, there is a big uh, window that Lloyd can actually see through. And okay. there and there is a two-way um, speaker system as well.
4: And I give him some quarters and tell him that there's a coffee machine over there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright.
3: Well, once they're in there, uh, Violet puts on a heavy pair of gloves and um, starts to go through some of the evidence she picks up one of the articles of clothing clothing that's covered in this viscous black substance Um, and I'm trying to think if I can roll for anything Um, Uh,
1: can I roll like library use for that That's more searching in an actual library, so to speak.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Got it. Okay. Um,
3: Can I roll Occult for it? You can try. Okay. One second. Let's do that.
1: And I have 65 on that. So, yeah. (laughs) And you were rolling Occult, so 65, and you had 50 in it or whatever? Yes, yeah Okay, so you fail But,
3: okay I have no idea what this black stuff is <laughs>
4: <laughs> Fantastic Someone else try <laughs> That's all you, you're the you're <laughs> Is it, um,
3: does it Does it have any kind of odor?
1: Yes, actually, it smells <sighs> Faintly like wet dog Okay, so it kinda smells of the sea almost? Not quite of the sea. It smells okay. like 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 wet, damp earth. Okay. And there's a slight smell of rot with it too. Mm. Okay. Um if you does anybody have any any high science or anything like that?
4: Nope, I'm a cop.
2: <laughs> no, I could do accounting. <laughs> I don't
1: think that's gonna help here. <laughs>
4: We are just normal people.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, do you want to ask one of the lab techs?
4: Yeah, I guess we can do that.
1: Okay, so so this young woman comes over. She's like, oh, sure. Um, I'll help you guys out. I'm just heading out in like a couple minutes anyway. But uh, yeah, sure. So she puts the thing. She takes a sample. She scrapes it off with a scalpel, puts it under a slide, uh, puts it under one of the microscopes there, and she's going to roll it. So just give me a sec she rolls a 37 her skill was 70 so she's like huh um hold on guys and she starts fiddling with the microphone she takes a couple more samples she's like okay um well that's fucked up um she goes I don't I I don't really know But whatever it is, it was alive at some point. It's got similarities to blood, but it's not blood. Like, there's something else mixed in here with it, but there's definitely traces of hemoglobin, human blood, something else that I've never ever seen before.
3: So it's not an animal?
1: It's not animal blood. No, it's definitely human. I mean, and she goes through all this technical jargon and says, look, you can look here, here, here and here. That's definitely human blood. But I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, She looks over at Lou. She goes, "Um, officer, um, I don't know if you'd mind. I kind of want to send a sample of this off to Toronto. So Officer Burns, if you don't mind.
4: Yeah, that's perfectly fine.
1: She goes, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. She takes a sample of it and she's just kind of muttering to herself, like, what the fuck? Um, and she. Maybe
4: they'll know something when they look it up on the big computer.
1: So, yeah, so she leaves the lab a little bit shaken, um, by what she saw as she's utterly confused. So, um,. Mm -hmm. She comes back a couple minutes later and she goes, "Um, I I had one of the other technicians look at this while I was in the other room. Uh, your knife definitely came back. This is definitely human blood. And it's okay. fairly fresh, too."
3: Like I guess th- the 80s, the 80s we were too was that too early to do DNA testing? Yeah,
4: that's it that's was early 90s. Yeah, it was yeah, just okay. at
3: the cusp of DNA they, testing. They could test okay.
4: the blood type though.
3: Of- that's very true. Um Okay. That's uh, that's just good to know in the back of my mind.
1: Yeah, so she goes yeah, um this weird looking knife, definitely human blood on it maybe a little bit of animal, I'm not 100% sure, but definitely blood um, like I said, the clothes, I don't know what to tell you there, other than blood and something else I guess we'll have to wait and see what the tests come back
2: for I I called through the radio, is it Emily's blood? Did she, was she cut?
1: I guess we'll have to do a a blood type test to figure that out. Or if you call up... To, um, actually, someone give me an idea roll. So that's intelligence.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, I got 20 and my intelligence is 70.
1: Yeah, you get the idea. Call up to the hospital. They'd have a sample of Emily's blood on file now. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's call the hospital, because I'm sure she'll have Emily's
3: medical records. That'll be an easy way to figure it out.
1: All right, so after a few phone calls back and forth, um, you're able to determine the blood on the knife is probably Emily's, though without proper DNA testing, you can't be 100% sure. Okay, so it's a possibility.
3: But she didn't look like she had any wounds on her, did she? I didn't get a good look at her, because she was struggling, but...
4: Well, if... Blood types can be familial, familial too, so... That's true. Could have been her father. Exactly.
2: Mm. She's just a little girl. She doesn't have enough blood in her to make all this goo.
3: Things might be at work here that
1: we can't even comprehend. Um, Lou, you actually get a page on your pager.
4: Oh, wicked. I've always wanted one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I'm important because I'm in the 80s and I have a pager.
1: The pager is asking you to call the medical examiner.
4: Okay, I'm going to have to excuse myself for a moment, people. I've got to make this call. to the medical examiner. Sure. I'll be right back.
1: All right, so you go off into a side room and you uh, call the medical examiner for Gray Bruce. Um, His name is, just give me a sec to pull it. Because we like our Patreons on this show. Yeah, we do. Uh, you talk to uh, Chief Medical examiner, examiner Alexander Corbett. And he goes, uh, is this uh, Detective Burns, uh, o- OPP, Owen Sound?
4: Yes, it is. And is this, uh, is this the medical examiner?
1: Uh, yes, this is uh, Dr. Corbett. Um, look, uh, I got your uh, body here that was brought in this morning, uh, Mr. Josh Hastings. Yes? Um, you got, you got time to come down to the morgue. Uh, there's some stuff I, uh, stuff I kind of want to show you.
4: Uh, okay. I can be there. Uh, just give me about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, are you going
3: to bring us or are you going to go by yourself?
4: I'm going to come back. Uh, just say, uh, I just got to go check something with the medical examiner. I'll be right back. You guys, okay. uh, keep what you're doing.
3: Violet's going to continue just like looking at the evidence then. Okay. And showing Lloyd stuff through the, the glass, <laughs>
2: I'll okay. just continue looking worried.
1: <laughs> all right then. So, all right. So, uh, Lou, you get in your car. You drive across to the medical examiner's office, and you come to the city morgue. You enter the you enter this small brown building. It's nondescript. It's meant to be in the public, but not really known to be. This is where we keep dead people. So you come there, and Doctor Alexander Corbett's waiting outside. He's a smaller, he's a smaller uh, black man. He's smoking this huge cigarette. He's got white hair, and he looks over at you. and goes, "You must be Detective Burns, huh?" Yes, sir. He goes, "Come with me. I got something weird to show you." So. He brings you through a series of hallways. Eventually, you come to the uh, examination room. Um, and this will be an out of character question. How many times has your character been present at an autopsy before?
4: I would say maybe two, three times. Because you would have had to to be a detective for the OPP. Would have had to have done at least one training exercise where you had to go do it.
1: Okay, and then I, maybe I, I would
4: say maybe one other time in the field, at most.
1: Okay, I would like you to give me a sanity roll.
4: Okay, and the sanity roll is you roll it under the
1: under the sanity, yes.
4: Okay. I rolled a forty-seven, and my sanity is fifty.
1: Okay, so you don't feel too upset by this, but as you enter the room, you see the body of what you presume is Josh Hastings. And the body looks like, um, the body is whole, except it's, it's torso is completely split open. Not just from an autopsy where they do the Y incision. Oh yeah. But it looks like something tore out of this body.
4: That's not good.
1: And he goes, um, Dr. Corbett goes, Look, I've been in this medical business for about 25 years. I've seen animal attacks. I've even, I've even seen some viral stuff, and I did some work over in Africa in, in the 70s. But son, I ain't seen nothing fucking like this before. He says, come here, look at this. You see that? That's where his heart should be. It's not there. I don't know what that is. And he points to an organ that looks like to be like where it's hidden behind where the heart should be. And it's this little black thing. Now, you know enough about anatomy. It's heart, liver, intestines, gallbladder, all the parts that should be within a human. You know what belongs. He says to you, this part doesn't belong. And it gets weirder still. Uh Uh-oh. He uh, says, uh, I was looking through this man's intestine to see what he had as a last meal. From what I can tell, it is a raw meat, um, definitely animal, and there's fur. Oh, no. It might be domestic cat or rat. I'm not sure. Probably both. And... When I fold this man's skin back together, he takes he puts on his uh, medical gloves and folds the chest wound back over. His body's covered in all these runes and all these strange symbols that are etched into his skin. That have been, part of them seem to have been carved with a knife. Some of them seem to have been burned in with a brand, oh, and damn. one seems to glow with this almost. It's almost bioluminescent. Like it glows faintly blue. Shit.
4: That's not good. That is he goes, different.
1: Yeah, he takes a long drag off his cigarette and goes, I have never seen anything like this before.
3: Uh, the I'm 80s s- when medical examiners could smoke
1: in the morgue. <laughs> he takes another long drag off his cigarette and goes, now I'm going to send this body to Toronto. In fact, I'm likely going to send this thing to Ottawa. But, son, whatever you've got yourself into, you be careful out there.
4: Okay, I, I ask him uh, if he happens to have any, before he sends the body, if he has any Polaroids that I could use for my file.
1: He goes, um, yeah. He goes, yeah, I got a bunch during my initial um, examination.
4: All right, could I, could I have them or at least a copy of them?
1: Yeah, he goes, yeah, just hold on a minute. So as you're sitting there waiting for him, he leaves the room. He goes back into a back room. You start to um, you start to actually hear something move around. Um, roll me sanity again.
4: Okay. Roll the ninety-four.
1: R- lose one D four plus one sanity.
4: so two I lose two sanity
1: you notice the body begins to move it starts to lurch forward and all of its guts just spill it on the floor with a sickening wet smack it groans at you what are you gonna do
5: Get uh, the fuck out and run? <laughs>
2: yeah, what are you going to do, bud?
4: Thinking here. Uh, I'm just... I'm just going to calmly walk out of the room and close the door behind <laughs>
3: me. No, you're not. Are oh, you <laughs> <laughs> No. It, it,
4: wait, here's the thing. It, was it was it strapped down or was it just on the table?
1: It was just on the table.
4: Just on the table.
1: Yeah. So it's chasing.
4: Yeah damn it um (laughs) like it was just the chest cavity sound but the head was there and everything was was normal right yep um and it's it's coming at me towards me yeah just flailing around
1: it's just lurching forward
4: you you better run, I'm, buddy. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say I'm 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 leaving the room. <laughs> all right.
1: You, I, I wish camera phones existed because then you could just take a picture of it and then leave. Because <laughs> I was
4: thinking, do I do I spar to kick it or do I just avoid it?
1: Now? <laughs> all right. So you abruptly leave the room.
4: And I'm, and I'm gonna head towards the administrator's office for the where the uh, medical examiner is. All
1: right. You do as such. You come to the medical examiner. He's sitting there sorting through files. Like, oh, officer, I'll be with you in just a minute. Just hold on.
4: Uh, I was um, um the body has been it's moving on its own involuntarily. Like, there's some sort of muscle twitches.
1: He's like, what? He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. He gets up, he goes, it's normal, it's... it's a, It happens sometimes. But he gets back up, he comes back to the room. The body's the way it was beforehand.
3: No. Oh.
4: Mm.
1: oh, shit. You going crazy,
4: Lou? Maybe, but I, I didn't... I didn't completely shit the bed. I just said that it was moving. I didn't say it was running after me.
1: That's true. That's true. Oh, it's so, fucking weird. So, switching things back, Lloyd, um, as you work in an office, sometimes you are privy to such perks. One such perk is you also have a pager. Sweet. You get a page from your wife. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your uh, daughter's name?
2: Uh, uh, uh Anne.
1: Okay. You get a you get a page that says nine one one Ann.
2: Oh fuck. Oh goody. Uh shit. Uh, so I sort of frantically, uh, through the radio ask, pilot uh, is is there like is there a payphone somewhere in here? I need to call my wife. Something's happened at home.
3: Uh, you go to the front desk. I'm sure the lady there will help
2: you use her phone. All right. So I run out there and I sort of frantically get their attention and say, I need to call home. There's something else. There's something going on. I'm helping them with the investigation, but I need to need to call home right now.
1: Okay. And uh, what is your wife's
2: name? Uh, Doris. Thank you. Doris. <laughs> okay.
1: So you're going to call Doris. All right. So you pick up the phone and you call Doris.
2: And she's like, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd. What's what's going on? She's gone. She's She's gone. gone. She's gone.
1: We were coming home from school.
2: They took her. Who's they? What do you mean they took her? Did you see it happen? I don't know. Someone hit me from behind. They took
5: her. (laughs) They took her.
2: Alright, honey, uh calm down. I'm I'm with the police right now. Uh they found Emily. They'll they'll find Anne, too. I'll I'll get them to put some money on it right now. She starts crying
1: hysterically, just keeps repeating over and over again. They took her, they took her, they took her. Um, do you want to try and calm her down? I know there's a role for this.
2: Uh Psychology.
1: Yes, if you want to rule psychology, you can try and calm down your wife.
2: Ninety-one. You unfortunately
1: drive her into more hysterics. Oh <laughs> no! She starts oh, babbling about. Um, they took her. They took her. They came out of nowhere. However, you are able to ascertain that there were definitely three of them.
2: Okay. Uh, I sort of don't know What to do with my wife and sort of.
1: Violet's going to come
3: out Of the lab at this point Because she figures something Terrible is going on so She comes to where He is on the phone just at like the Tail end of everything and, hear- and can hear His wife going into hysterics on the Other side of the phone and Is really confused but she can Hear some of the things that she's saying And she's going to like take them in her her mind, and and use that like to try and figure out what's going on.
1: Okay, so you're able to hear just enough of the conversation, gathering that Lloyd's child Anne might be in some sort of trouble.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: okay, so I guess to sort of say over the phone, honey, I'll be home when I can. We'll we'll find Anne as soon as we can. Uh, and because I guess I don't know. And a deal with her hang up on her. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I'm not I'm not it's making it through okay. the night anyway, so yeah, sure.
3: All right. I say I'm gonna say that um, after he's off the phone, um, Violet is grabbing her coat. Um, we need to go to where she was uh, knocked out right now before the scene gets contaminated.
1: Just as you're about to say this, Lou
3: walks in. Okay. Uh, officer,
2: we need to go right now.
4: Well, what's happening? They Lloyd? took my daughter. Who took your daughter?
2: Uh, my wife said someone someone knocked her out and, and, and took my, my daughter, and now she's gone. I don't know where she is, and they took Emily, and now I... What? What? what, Help me! If we don't leave
3: right now, that scene might get contaminated in more ways than one.
2: Okay, okay, let's go.
1: Okay. So the place, the address you are given as to where Anne may have been taken, is actually over by West Hill um, West Hill Secondary School, which is the local one of the local high schools in Owen Sound. Okay. Um, There is a police cruiser there. They do have um, a couple blocks cordoned off. As they're searching, mm-hmm. but uh, these a lot of these officers are rather young, and don't seem particularly helpful. Actually, hmm, um, as in they haven't seen anything, or they just seem to just kind of let it be. Like you, you um, Lloyd. When you Lloyd and Lou arrive on scene, you see a woman being treated in the back of an ambulance, and you recognize that as Lloyd's wife.
3: Oh, okay. Lord I'm going to suggest you go and be with your wife Right now (laughs) Try to calm her down
2: Yeah okay Uh, Thank you (laughs) and I guess I run over And uh, Try and console my wife
3: Violet's uh, Actually going to follow him um, Because she wants to get uh, A deeper Understanding of just What Doris saw Just before she was knocked out uh, she's not going to say anything yet, though. She's just going to kind of stand in the background and
2: listen for what she says. Okay, uh, Doris, I'm here. Uh, are, are are you okay? Tell tell me, tell tell the officers again what what uh, what happened. She goes. She looks at you
1: like was once again that same wild-eyed, crazed look that you saw in Emily in the hospital, and she goes, they. They just came out of nowhere. There were... They were three men. But one... And she starts to stumble on her words.
3: Violet walks up uh, behind Lloyd and very... Like, in a very calm voice, asks... Did... Were they... Did they say anything? It doesn't even have to be English. Did they say anything at
1: all? There wasn't. It was just... (laughs) I, I couldn't think, I couldn't speak, I couldn't even scream. Oh, there was this horrible, just high-pitched squealing in my ears. I couldn't do anything. There was there were three of them, one was very tall. And I just, they just, I couldn't do anything. I just, I, I froze in panic. One of them hit me, and they took Emily. And it's like she wanted to go, or they took Anne. It's it's it. It's like she wanted to go with them. She took the tall man by the hand and just walked away. Oh my god! I tried to scream. And she wouldn't listen. She wouldn't, goddamn, listen. Lloyd,
3: <laughs> be with your wife. I have to go talk to Lou. we so can I also, find we'll, whoever took her. We will. She walks over to Lou This isn't Normal this this sounds Like exactly the same kind of thing That happened to Emily from what I've read In the police report This wasn't a, a normal this is It wasn't just a kidnapping This was some This was some seriously deep Fucked Up shit
4: Something strange definitely is going on uh, And I explain what I had witnessed at the uh, medical examiner's office at the, the morgue. Uh, you know, I thought it was just my head playing games with me that, that something was moving uh, with the body. And then I show the, the photographs.
5: This This isn't
3: just a kidnapping ring. This is something that I haven't even encountered before. Even though there are some similarities in some cases that I've read in the in the research that I've done in my field, this is becoming very similar to something that happened almost a decade, a century ago. And I don't even want to think that it's possible.
4: What do you mean almost a century ago? What happened?
3: There are cases of the occult and certain belief systems that go back farther than any other religion you can you can think of and these certain religions and beliefs aren't orthodox we'll say they they have i i just it would take me hours to explain this just needless serious firepower in more ways than one to deal with this situation i'm actually gonna roll occult because i want to figure out if she can roll if she can draw um a point of reference maybe yeah um i'm gonna can i roll idea for that
1: I'm going to say you can roll occult but it's going to be hard so you have to roll okay. half of what you of what your roll is Got it okay
3: let's do that throw okay Urgh. I got an 80 You and can
1: push the roll and maybe that means you can try again if you can justify it Um
3: I mean she she's from all the evidence that's Come up. She's drawing some conclusions to the cults of Cthulhu, not necessarily the cult of Cthulhu, but like that. You would have no system. idea.
1: You would have a very faint idea, but even then, it'd be dismissed as nonsense. Okay. Because um, you can't okay. start with points in Cthulhu Mythos, but still. Sure. Okay. Um, but 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 yes, go ahead by all means. Try again. Okay. Let me do that then. Do 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 do.
3: I got oh 90. Yeah, so I yeah, no. Not that good.
1: <laughs> like I said, there's so many things it could be, but to pin yeah. down what it is seems yeah. difficult at best. Fair one enough. of the of, one of the young officers walks over to your uh, group and says, um, I presume you're the agent in charge of the You're the guy, right? You're the Detective Burns or whatever. You're the dude. Sir." <laughs>
4: That would be correct.
1: <laughs> Constable.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, he go- as, I, as, I, as I give him the Hicktown look.
1: He goes, yeah, um, we didn't find anything. We've searched everywhere but the high school, but it's locked up tight. So we don't think anything's here. We've been out here for like an hour. Can like, we go home. How long you have you check- guys been out of the academy?
4: I was going to say, you didn't check the high school. Do you have the keys to the school?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the... Maintenance guy's right over there. He was just—he was just going home.
4: Okay, you—you you guys can go go back to whatever you were doing. Just let give us the keys. We'll check it out.
1: We'll have a fucking
3: donut. He goes. I think I will. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she just sneers and walks away. <laughs>
2: All right. So don't
4: don't mind him. Uh, I, I hear they only have to pass grade six to get
2: a police job here. <laughs> I uh I see you guys walking away and run over. Did you guys find Anne?
3: Not yet. But we're working on it. We're gonna go check the school right now.
2: I'm coming with you.
3: Okay. Is your wife okay? Uh... I mean... No. Considering?
2: <laughs> she's, she's better than she was, but she's still just speaking nonsense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she'll likely have to go for shock um she's in shock right now so she'll be taken up to the hospital
3: Yeah. alright let's go to the school
1: then alright so you guys uh, approach uh, the janitor who's standing at the front of the school he looks he's got his hands on his hips he's like let me guess you folks are with the cops too right what do you need to know I am the the cops (laughs) I am the police He's like, oh, and what can I do for you?
4: Uh, I was going to (laughs) say, every door to this place has been locked today, right?
1: He's like, as far as I know, the kids have been out since like 4 o'clock. okay. And it's only been me in the buildings and past like 4.30.
4: You haven't heard anything? There hasn't been any weird sounds?
1: He kind of pauses for a second. He goes,
4: anything that seemed out of the ordinary
1: he goes i heard something but i don't know if it was just the the vents rattling or what but yeah i i thought i heard some I, I i thought i heard like one of the doors jostle around like you know six six thirty tonight
4: and uh what area of the school was that in
1: uh towards he points towards the back of the building back towards the area known as the cell block it's a. Uh, it's an area that has four classrooms in it, but it's almost separate from the rest of the school. Uh, he goes, yeah, I thought I heard one of the cell block doors rattle earlier tonight, but I just thought it was nothing.
4: All right. You mind if we just take a look down there
1: then? He, you go, up in that area? he goes, yeah, sure. But you know what? I'm going home. So here's the keys. Leave them at the front door of the police. I'll pick them up on Monday morning.
4: Okay, sounds
1: good Alright, so you folks enter West Hill Secondary School The front of the school splits off in the two directions Left leads towards the office The right leads towards the gymnasium The cafeteria is straight ahead The cell block is towards your left And down a very, very long uh, hallway The lights in the school are about half on right now It's probably about 7 o'clock at night So it's fairly dark out Mm Mm-hmm
4: Alright well I say first order of business is Turn the lights on to the area we're going to see So we don't trip
1: Okay so you turn on the lights The hallway lights up um, Actually roll Who has the lowest luck here
2: uh, My luck is 50 I have uh, 65 I'm at 65 as well cool. So I
1: guess that's me Alright yeah. there Violet roll me your luck Okay Ninety. <laughs> uh, three quarters of the lights do not turn on. Fuck. Okay. Like They, they turn on, <laughs> but they flicker. Mm. Sort of like they have to replace the bulbs or something.
2: That's not well, that's disconcerting.
5: Lucky.
1: Yeah, right? Jeez. So Alright, I guess this is as good as it's gonna get. Let's just go. Okay, so you start heading down the uh, hallway of the school, and um... Everybody roll me uh, I guess what would be the equivalent of a spot hidden check.
5: Okay.
2: Uh well I think I failed. I got a seventy-six against uh twenty-five.
4: I got a twenty against a twenty-five. Uh I got a seventy against a twenty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Big Lou was the closest, so it was only a marginal fail. You hear you definitely hear something. You're not quite sure where, but you definitely hear because the sound is bouncing funny off the halls as the school is two stories. You can't quite tell where the sounds coming from. You can hear. You definitely hear voices and one of them might be a female. Do we know? Are they talking in English or you're not
3: sure? Okay. I guess everything's reverberating so much that you can't really tell
1: what they're, t- what they're saying. Exactly.
4: Okay. okay well I say then We continue on towards Where we were already going and see if it gets louder
1: Okay, okay. so you start heading Towards the cell block You start hearing voices getting louder and louder When all of a sudden all the lights Just turn off Fuck uh, We should have brought a flashlight
4: I'm a cop I have a flashlight
1: Awesome okay bring out that mag light Yeah. Alright so Big Lou you pull out your Mag light flashlight You start shining around in the the darkness, and for just half a second, you see a human-like shape run past the door. Oh my god! What the hell was that?
4: That's disconcerting.
1: <laughs> that Violet
4: starts
3: to starts to chant a like a, a very silent, almost prayer-like, but it's not in English. It's uh it's something in her personal belief system. <laughs> that, you hear oh a scream. You hear a scream. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs>
1: Where what, can we tell where it's coming from? It's echoing off the hallways, and it is just—it's almost like a cacophony. It's almost—it's filling your head with sound. I would say let's get the fuck out of here, but we really need to figure out what's going on. You feel something brush past all of you and knock. Actually, everybody, roll me your strengths. Looking for an extreme. Looking for extreme. So one fifth of your values. Oh shit! Yeah, no. My strength is fifty-five. I roll a seventy. Yeah, no.
2: I got a thirty-eight.
1: All right, you're knocked to the ground. All of you are knocked to the ground.
4: Wait, 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 wait. So you have to roll under your, under a fifth of what?
3: Under your
1: fifth, fifth. yeah. So I did. All right. So Lou, you are not knocked to the ground.
3: Fucking right. Good thing he has the one with the flashlight.
1: (laughs) You see something. You see something vaguely man-shaped float past you.
4: Low past me.
1: It's oh, about fuck. seven or eight feet tall, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" Thunderman. Oh mm. my god! Roll me your sanity.
4: All right, let's do this. Okay, so my sanity is currently forty-eight, and I rolled eighteen.
1: So lose one d four sanity.
4: Lose two
1: sanity. Alright, so you see this shape turn around. You see a man turn around with no face and these tentacles just sprouting out of his back. Oh my god. And he looks you right in the face and your head is just filled with this static screaming. Oh my god. And you are frozen in place temporarily. Cause this thing has no face and it's floating about a foot off the ground. As you're as you just pass it, you can see a a, a girl running away from this thing.
3: Wait, okay. Do we can we see how, like any details about the girl?
1: You can't see it. In fact, all of you roll sanity. Again, no. You are fine.
5: <laughs> I was say, I got to roll you'll be insane. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I got a 88 against 40.
1: Ooh, okay. So I got a 70 against a what? Uh, against 35. Le- each of you lose one d6. <laughs> oh
2: fuck. Okay. Oh goody, a six. <laughs> All
1: right, Lloyd. You start. You close your eyes and start screaming, and eventually you double over in pain and start throwing up. I got. I rolled a one. You close your eyes and can't believe what you just saw. What okay. you refuse to believe you just saw. Yep. What are you guys gonna do? What? It starts floating down the hallway, chasing after the girl.
4: Uh, I think we're gonna have to chase after it.
1: All I right. mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, if I'm not frozen in terror, yeah, I guess we got to chase after it. All right, Brent, roll me one d six. One d six.
1: Three. You can you can join them in three rounds.
2: Okay. Oh, fuck.
1: So you're just Good. gonna leave okay. him there in the 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 dark. I'll just sit here. He has a flashlight.
3: He's fine. <laughs> no, Lou
1: has the flashlight. No, I have oh flashlight. fuck.
3: Oh, Lloyd is frozen. Fuck. Okay. Um. Oh wait. Okay. Thanks, can guys. Talk right now, can he talk right now, Lloyd? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So Violet, like, kneels down next to him and asks, "Did you see what she looked like? Did it look like Anne?"
2: I, I, I couldn't. There was someone, but I couldn't see. I don't know if it's Anne, it's gotta be Anne. Okay,
3: okay, stay here. If it's her, we'll bring her back to you. Just stay safe.
2: All right, I'll just sit here. In the in dark. In fetal position. <laughs> rocking back and forth.
3: Why do I feel like he's gonna come out of nowhere and be like, save the day? <laughs>
2: <coughs> or he's gonna die next her. round.
3: Yeah, it's, it's either he's gonna, he's gonna save the day or he's gonna be killed. Okay, so let's go then. Hello.
1: All right. So you start chasing after the mysterious floating man. Um, you start chasing. You start running down the hallway, and as you round the corner, you just see the girl running away.
3: Fuck, man! I yell, "Wait! Don't go!"
1: She stops in in her tracks and goes, who is that? Who are you?
4: Uh, We're here to help. I'm a policeman, I can help you.
1: How do I know that?
3: We have your dad here. If it's Anne, anyways. I'm just gonna say that to get her to trust me.
1: She's like, dad? Dad's here? Yes, just come with us. Oh. Okay. I can do that. Good. She starts walking towards you and just as she's just about within about 10 feet you see this shape just lurch out of the wall as if it was coming out of shadow. Grabs a hold of the girl. She starts screaming in bloody, bloody murder and almost as if nothing had happened. She disappears into the shadows and is gone.
3: Oh my god.
4: <sighs> well, fuck.
3: <laughs> that was very professional of you. <laughs> okay, okay. This can't be over. We have to continue searching. There's no way it left that easily.
4: All right, I'm going to I'm going to reach out and touch like the wall where it was. Solid. Solid. Right,
3: is there any sort of residue from, like,
1: is there anything that would show us that they were actually there? As you touch the wall, it does have a very slimy, disgusting feeling to it. Similar right.
3: to the stuff that was on Emily's clothing? From what you in, can tell, in likely. In texture? In texture,
1: okay.
4: yes. Okay. So we should take a scraping, put it in a, in a little baggie.
1: Yeah, we should. Let's do that. All right, so, Lou, you pull out your evidence collection kit from your... Uh, from your belt and scrape some of the stuff into a small vial. The school is quiet. All the lights are now out but you can hear a set of footsteps, you can hear two sets of footsteps coming towards you. I yell out, Lloyd? You get no response. Shit.
4: Alright, I'm gonna turn my flashlight in the direction that the steps are coming from.
1: You turn the flashlight. You see two men approaching wearing black hoods. Who are you? Yeah, just, They don't they answer. Stop. Who goes there? They don't answer. They just keep walking towards you with purpose.
4: All right. I say it in a firmer voice, stop moving towards us. Uh, identify yourselves. Screw that. Pull out your gun. I'm a cop. I have to wait until they respond. Waste <laughs> them. Violet's like, "Don't just." I'm not a just... cop in Baltimore or someplace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they I do not. The res- <laughs> they do not respond. They continue. All right, I, I, I,
4: I pull up my revolver.
1: Okay. They uh, do not seem scared.
3: Shit!
4: If you move any closer, I'll be forced to shoot.
3: Violet's like almost on the edge of running. She's right behind Lou.
1: Got a Okay, so the cultists are approaching you guys. You see these two guys in black hoods, they're not saying anything. They're just walking towards you.
3: Okay, I think you're gonna have to shoot them. Like, not to kill, but just shoot them in the foot so that they stop approaching.
4: Uh, I'm gonna give a fire a warning shot just above their heads.
1: They stop. They look at each other, and they keep walking towards you. God damn it!
4: Man, um, I'm gonna pull out my taser.
1: All right, you pull out your taser.
2: Are there tasers in the eighties? In the eighties? Those no, they're,
4: they're the contact tasers—the ones you have to touch them with.
2: Oh, okay, got it. Yeah.
4: Like Catwoman and Batman.
2: <laughs>
3: yep.
4: Yeah. Got it. Yeah, the, I had to look that up. I was like, oh man, tasers. tasers. Oh wait, wait, modern tasers are like only the last 15 years. <laughs> but yeah, I'm they gonna, had those. Violet, like like the, old, the old school stun gun where you just like, yeah, you had to touch somebody with it.
3: Violet's going to take this opportunity to make a quirky side quip of damn Canada and their great gun laws because I don't have a firearm on me. <laughs> Topical. Okay, continue.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Message okay roll me your firearm skill
4: alright so now would this be
1: I'm trying to think actually this this may uh, be more fighting actually that's what
4: I was thinking alright I'll roll that that and so I rolled a 40 and my fighting skill is 50
1: okay they rolled a 43 and what did you roll 40. 40. All right, you managed to hit one of them with your stun gun. Yeah.
4: Cool. Woo. So it does. So yeah, it just says stun so.
1: Okay, so one of the cultists oh, yeah. drops to the ground clutching the spot where you tased them and he's just sort of sitting there convulsing. The other guy looks at the cultist on the ground and starts to break out into a full sprint. Oh shit. Like away from us or a- towards us? Away from you. Oh shit. Okay.
4: I'm going to let him go because I got one guy on the ground. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to cuff him.
1: All right, you do as such you put the uh handcuffs on him.
4: Uh I'm going to say we're we're going to take him to where there's light. Oh, actually first let's
3: go, go back, back and make, make sure that Lloyd is alive. Yeah. You guys,
4: <laughs> like, yeah. I went I went to cop mode there and I'm like this is this <laughs> guy down? Oh shit. Wait.
3: <laughs> we got to go back to Lloyd. Let's go.
4: Alright, well, I'm going to prop the guy up and make him walk with us.
1: Alright. Lloyd, we're going to cut back to you. So, just as you're sitting there in the dark waiting for your friends to come back for you...
2: They don't sound like friends, they left.
1: (laughs) You feel something tap you on the shoulder. Something cold, wet, and slimy. Oh, no.
5: Oh, God. Uh...
1: Do I roll for,
2: ooh, gross?
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to turn uh, around? Are I you going to close your eyes? What are you going to do?
2: i I going to crawl on my hands and knees and try and get away. I mean, I probably can't stand, but I'm going to try and get away from that. And
1: All right, so you start, scream. To cr- you start to crawl away and scream from it. You just hear just this really tiny voice just go, just laugh and chuckle at you. And you hear your daughter's voice go, "Daddy, help me!" And the voice just goes, "You can't help her. She's
2: mine now." No, uh. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, I yell into the darkness. <laughs> yeah, and Daddy? Like help, help
1: me. Me. And you hear the scream. And it just cuts off abruptly. And then you feel the same cold, wet thing start to caress your neck and the side of your face.
2: All right. uh, Do I slowly turn my head then to
1: roll me sanity? Okay. All right. So you're going to open your eyes and look.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a bad call, but no, what this dummy do would do.
1: All right, so you open your eyes, and you're staring into the face. Um, I rolled a 27 against a 40. All right, lose 1d4 sanity.
2: Oh, boy. Uh,
1: two. Okay, so you only lose two points of sanity. Okay. And- you look, you open your eyes, and you see yourself looking into what looks like a man, but it's wearing a suit with a red tie and these tentacles coming out of
2: its back, ah! but it has no face. Slender
3: it's Slender Man!
2: Ah! Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna scream and fucking run. As Will you I run yet?
1: Yo, yeah, you burst into a full run, but just as you break free, you see your own face reflected in its own in its face oh so it's like you are screaming at you oh, no. so you start okay. running down the hallway you're just you're in your base instincts have taken over and it's run 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 run
2: am i running towards the rest of the team or hauling ba- ass at the back you're
1: hauling straight towards the team the door oh, okay oh, good so you start hauling ass bo- towards them, back to. Uh, ah!
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you guys see Lloyd running towards you in the darkness, screaming bloody murder.
3: Oh my God, Lloyd! What did you see?
2: I'm just, uh, the, the 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 tentacle guy with the, the the no face, and then I heard my 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 daughter, and then and she's screaming, and, and someone has her. There was there was this, it was, it was wet.
3: Oh my god! Okay, we need. I, I know we said we needed to figure out what's going on here, but I, I seriously think we need. Anne is here, on. and someone has her. How, do you know that for sure? I
2: heard her voice. She's we, here. I don't. We saw her disappear into a wall, Lloyd. I, she. I. She was here. I heard her voice. You guys left me in the dark. I don't know. Lou, what should we do?
4: Well, we, we, she's not here now. We saw her disappear. We do have a suspect in custody. Uh, I say we regroup and come back when it's light. We can actually see what's going on in here because obviously the uh, the lights have died.
2: We're not just going to leave Anne here. We don't
4: believe that she is here
2: anymore.
3: In in any event, we have this guy, and he can give us more information. Maybe he's our ticket to finding Anne.
2: I, I guess. So I do mean, I unless can do. we can,
3: like, unless we can, like, just bring him into a into a classroom and, like, handcuff him to a chair and and talk to him that now so that just in case, I mean, we don't know that Anne is gone. We really that's, don't.
4: That's true. We, we'd have to take him to a spot that has power still we can turn the lights on.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's gonna take forever. Well, it's better than leaving now and coming back tomorrow, isn't it? No. We want to find Anne tonight. Let's go see if we can find the Breaker.
1: Alright, so you guys, um, roll me ideas. Or intelligence. Where you think the Breaker might be.
2: Intelligence. I mean, probably the basement if it has one. i rolled
4: a 60 and i'm my 50 so i failed Uh, i got a
2: 38 on 80 you're guessing the maintenance
1: room makes the most sense
5: yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay
1: good (laughs) all right (laughs) all right so you head towards where you think the maintenance room is actually just off of the gymnasium and as you approach the gymnasium you actually hear voices a lot more voices
3: you know what's creepy is I heard voices in the background of your mic just now, and I was like, oh my god.
1: I wish I was that good. <laughs> <Special> <laughs> okay.
3: okay, so uh, the same voices that we heard before?
1: Different. There's a lot of them. Oh,
2: There's a lot of creepy children in this building.
3: Let's just try to avoid it and just turn the lights on. That's the only thing we can do right now.
1: All right, so you arrive at the maintenance room. You open the door. You flick the switch. And who? And roll me whoever has the lowest luck.
2: Uh, I think we figured That's out me. That was Violet, yeah.
1: All right, Violet, roll it. Oh, my
3: God, double zero, which means 100, doesn't it?
1: None <sighs> of the lights come back on, but you do hear the generator try to fire up. And as you do, the voices abruptly stop. Oh, and you start hearing things moving around you. Skitterings, if you will.
4: Oh, man. And is the Is the generator not working, or is it.
1: You're not sure. Well, as soon as you flip the switch to turn things back on, it went. Voom, 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 voom.
4: Okay,
3: okay, we're in the maintenance room. There's yeah. got to be flashlights somewhere. I'm Let's just grab a
2: mechanical like a- repair. Can I maybe. Yes, absolutely. Yep, you can I have, do this. Cool. I have that too. What, what, what's your score? Uh, I got 40. Oh, way better than mine. <laughs> do
4: it, do it, do it, do
1: it. Uh, 48, fuck. Nice. Alright, and what was your skill, 48? It was 48. Ro- you can roll it again. You think you know what the problem is, but you're not sure if you have the right tools to fix it.
2: Okay. have uh,
3: to find them in the maintenance room.
1: Yeah, so roll it again. 66 unfortunately it just seems beyond your expertise i am but you probably could have cars
2: on the weekends i figured maybe (laughs) maybe they could figure it out
3: okay can let's let's see if we can find like would i have to roll a like a search for um a flashlight yes for flashlights shit okay
1: um but i'll give you a bonus because you're here in the room Okay. You can also spend your luck points to in to, to decrease a roll so it equals what you need. Oh,
3: okay. So you well, can spend luck
1: like currency, but that means your score permanently goes down. Yeah. So what FYI. am I
3: what am I rolling for that then? What would what uh, characteristic would that be? You,
1: you you could roll spot hidden for this, or maybe uh, intelligence to figure out where flashlights might be kept. Oh,
3: okay, uh, I rolled a thirty against seventy,
1: so. Okay, you figure they're. Probably in the supply closet. Okay. Would that be nearby? Yep. You find a flashlight.
3: There. Awesome. Okay. Just one
1: or? Yeah, you find three of them.
3: Okay. So I'm going to take one for myself, give one to Lloyd, and maybe just keep one in my back pocket in case.
1: You do as such.
3: Okay. All right. Well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. Let's uh, let's see if we can't get some answers out of this guy. Let's chain him up somewhere.
1: All right, so where are you guys gonna go? Uh, where are you not, by the maintenance room, You're actually not too far away from the cafeteria and the gymnasium.
4: I say cafeteria.
1: Okay. All
3: right, well, you're the cop, so you're gonna have to like restrain him.
2: That's fine. Good cop, we monkey cop. Exactly. Gonna have to, be, it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Enough> to <laughs> beat the truth out of him. Yes.
4: I was gonna say a good spot would be. Uh, we'll, we can take him to the. Uh, I guess, the freezer.
3: Yeah, that's actually a good,
4: good idea.
1: Okay, so you go through the cafeteria, go through the kitchen, and into this huge walk-in freezer. Yeah. A single light bulb hangs overhead, and surprisingly, it clicks on. Awesome. Good.
4: Because then we're at least in a room where uh, where we know it's reinforced, and if we have to go out, we can lock it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
2: then freeze to death. A great not player.
4: necessarily. We can turn it. it... it it's not... Not like a deep deep walk-in
3: freezers (laughs) generally don't lock from the inside so we're okay (laughs) yeah Uh,
4: and when they do close they usually have a way to get out but yes
3: they do
2: i'm just mad that you guys left me in the dark
3: (laughs) (laughs) no harm no foul okay so uh this guy still has a hood in his head right yep Okay,
1: Uh, since he's restrained Violet is going to reach out and try
3: to take his hood off.
1: Alright, you pull back his hood, you reveal um, a young man, he's probably no older than 20-something He has the same, like I said crazed, wild look in his eye that Emily had um, that the other gentleman had and um, his hair is stark white Who do you work for? He doesn't answer. He just kind of sneers at your uh, question. What happened to you? I serve. We need to wait. I serve. Who? The one of a thousand faces.
4: One of a thousand faces? face
3: can you be more specific
1: he will grant us eternal life oh god damn
3: these are zealots
1: these are zealots and they don't know what they're talking about (sighs) when he has the children he needs he will bring us to the eternal life he destroys the non-believers tell us where the child is
3: Tell us where the child is.
1: Does anybody here have intimidate?
2: Uh, uh I got, yeah. I got fifty. How
4: do you have higher intimidate than I do? And I'm a cop.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> a tough-looking pencil neck.
3: Yeah. There because you
2: go. I'm a I'm a <laughs> businessman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Father, <laughs> man.
2: Yeah, these are dad skills. You can intimidate. Uh, okay, no, fuck go with ahead. daddy. <laughs> you can fix cars and intimidate.
4: I have I have persuade as well. So if that doesn't work, we can do good cop backup.
2: I got persuade two nineteen. <laughs>
1: okay, how are you gonna intimidate this guy?
2: Uh I'm gonna uh I don't know, threaten to hit him with the flashlight. Alright, so you so you Just break something.
1: Alright, so you've come down a little bit off your craze.
2: Oh, maybe not.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, or well, you could use your craze against him, so okay, so you're gonna threaten to hit him with the flashlight. Roll it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, what am I rolling against here? Intimidate. Uh, well, shit, I've got sixty-six.
1: We'll see what happens with him. <laughs> he rolled a seventeen. He ain't really? scared of you.
3: Oh shit! All right, I'm I gonna pull, I'm
4: gonna pull him off. I'm gonna pull Lloyd off. All right. And basically use my persuade to try to get him to talk. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> That's cop. adorable. Um. Let me see here. I'm gonna. I got to roll my persuade, right? So, yeah. So uh, I rolled a 24 on my uh, with my score being 50. So
1: yep. So you got uh, a hard success, and I failed with a 45. Nice.
4: Okay. okay so okay,
1: yeah, persuade
4: uh, me. I'm just trying to think of how I would persuade him being as he's a crazy uh, zealot. Okay. Um. We too want to serve. The was a thousand faces, many faces. What is it? Yeah, um,
3: that the what is it? Man, it's not the man of a thousand faces. It's the one of a thousand faces. Is that what you said?
4: That's what it was. Something like that. Yeah. We 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 want to serve too. We want to live forever. Every here, everybody here wants to live forever. How, How can we? How can we find? You know where the children are, so we can live forever as well.
1: Damn, that's actually a great plan. I didn't think about that. You bring the children to him. He looks over at Lloyd. We already have his child. Oh, God.
2: Oh, my God. Son of a bitch.
1: Help us recover the lost child. The one that got away. I think they mean he means Emily. Emily. They didn't, they didn't, okay,
4: he well them. to do that we 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 still have to know where to bring the child.
1: There is a place in the woods north of Wyerton. Bring them there. He will wait for you with the tree that walks. Okay. Bring them there. He will welcome you. Or he will destroy you. If your faith is not pure.
2: Fuck. uh,
1: I think we should knock this motherfucker out. Yeah. Well. My friends will find us, you know. We're already here.
4: Okay, Okay. I'm gonna... That's nice. I'm going to tase him now again. <laughs> okay,
1: you tase him. He starts spitting up vile and bile and all sorts of ugliness, and eventually he passes out.
4: Okay, now we're going to take him to the, to the squad car. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, as you begin to exit the walk-in freezer, everybody roll me spot hidden.
5: Which is...
1: what now?
2: I think like it's 25 it? if you don't have it. Yeah. Okay.
4: yeah.
1: I rolled it 2. Alex, you definitely hear something. So, Big Lou, you hear there are multiple things in the kitchen.
2: I got a 49. Fantastic. I got an 80. <laughs>
3: okay, so the stuff in the kitchen.
1: Though. Yeah, Big Lou got as close to a critical success as you can get.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not go that way. And I, and I motion towards what I, and explain that there's something strange sounding from over there. Let's just focus on the task at hand. It's less likely to uh, make us stray from our task.
5: So, okay.
1: Um,
4: I'm assuming. Is there another exit? To, to yes. The cafeteria? Usually yep. the cafeterias have another exit, right?
1: Yes, there's the loading area.
4: All right, so we're going to go through there.
1: Okay, so you yes. exit out through the loading area into the parking lot and into the open air of the night.
4: All right, so let's, let's go over to my my car, I guess
1: okay so you um, so you walk around the school and back out to the uh, front entrance yeah. and your squad car is uh, still sitting there
4: Thanks. okay so I'm going to put the cultists in the back and I'm going to tell them that uh, one of you two or both of you are going to probably want to call a cab because I don't feel safe putting the, uh, the suspect in the back with somebody else
3: it's fine I can call a taxi there's a payphone down the road
4: no, I, I, I'll, I'll radio for one. So I, I, I'm going to radio in using my uh, my CV saying, uh, could somebody call for a taxi to come to the school?
1: Okay. Okay, so you do as such. Are you all going down to the police station, or where are you guys going to go?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't think sleep is going to be possible, so yeah, I'd like to go to the police station and investigate further.
1: Okay.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. We should be going to the woods.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but I think we should go to the police station first, and then like bring back up maybe <laughs> i don't know
4: you know we've got flashlights but you know maybe you want more supplies
3: yeah guns or something all right
4: uh, so you guys are Coffee as it's getting later too
1: <laughs> yeah it's probably <laughs> about midnight give or take right now okay and you bring the cultist down to the police station. There's just the uh, desk sergeant on a couple other of off, uh, officers. As it is now the long weekend, there's only a couple of guys on.
4: Okay, I bring him in and say this the this uh, suspect um, charged at us. Uh, there was another assailant but got away due to uh, power being out of the school. I uh, believe this, this is a suspect involved with missing children.
1: Staff sergeant goes, huh. How about that? Throw him in cell 2. The that sergeant's How about that? Yeah, the deaf sergeant seems rather nonchalant to the point where the, he doesn't care.
4: Well, how I'm with a, these cops? I'm making a note of that in my little pocket cop paper pad thing that they always seem to have. <laughs> I don't know if they have that anymore.
3: Yep, they do. They have smartphones. Oh, okay.
4: I was going to say usually the right things in their phones. Right. Yeah, but He's like, you know you know the little pattern talk about the one that just pops out of the front pocket yep and and i'm uh gonna put that in my report to my superiors at uh, opp headquarters and so i'm writing it down something fucky with cops
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so you bring them in to cell two
3: All right, then we should. Is there so? How many people are on right now besides the desk sergeant? There's probably there anyone fi- else
1: in the building. Probably about five of you, Grand Tour. Okay,
3: Lou, do you think we should grab a couple officers and go to the woods?
4: Uh, I'd say yeah. We should first. We should, we should try to grab a map. Yeah, because I'm not from also.
5: This area.
3: I mean, we we should probably grab some people that you trust because I don't know what's going on, but something fishy seems to be going on with your uh, with your fellow officers.
4: They're not my fellow officers.
3: Well, you know, law enforcement.
4: True. very true. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask Lloyd if uh, since he's the townie,
1: <laughs> does,
4: yeah. does, does he know anybody is there anybody on the force or currently here that he knows?
1: Roll well, uh, me luck. What's that? Roll me luck, Lloyd. Go
2: I got a 44 against 65.
1: Okay, you do know a cop. I just have nice. to pull his name, just give me a second. You know Officer Anderson Hughes.
2: Oh, Anderson Hughes. He's my cousin. Nice. <clears throat> and Anderson happens to be on tonight. Weekend. Yeah.
4: Okay, so we need to you know somebody here that might have a vested interest in actually trying to solve this. So uh, I say we, we go pay him a visit and see uh, see if he's willing to come with us. So uh, do you know where he is? What, is he somewhere near like the desk? Is he a desk sergeant or is he... Uh, he's out
1: on patrol right now. So you so can just call him. Yeah. Okay, so radio, radio for him to come <laughs> in. All right, so you radio him and he answers the radio Go. This is uh, Unit 3-4.
4: And, uh, unit three, four, this, uh, is, uh, I'm going to say I'm a special constable detective. I have no clue what my rank is.
1: (laughs) Detective as far as I know.
4: (laughs) Okay. I, I, uh, this is, uh, detective, uh, Lewis Burns with the, uh, OPP. Uh, uh, we have your, your cousin here. Um, could you please come in? Well, there's, there's been a development in the case involving, uh, your, uh, your niece.
1: Oh, he goes, uh, I'm out on patrol right now, but if you want to meet me at, uh, the 10th street, Tim Hortons, I can be there in about five minutes. Okay. We can do that. Okay. So you leave, so you leave the police station, drive the five minutes towards the 10th street, Tim Hortons. And,
4: uh, I mean, we grabbed a map, right? Yeah, A local map.
1: (laughs) Yep. You, you, you now have a map of the area all the way from Wyerton to Tobermory and as far south as Orangeville.
4: And I'm picturing it's one of those old maps you see at all the gas stations with the yellow print pulled yep. it out, a million things.
1: Yep. All right, so you pull into the old style Tim Hortons lot. You see an Owen Sound Police Services cruiser sitting there, and you see Officer Anderson Hughes. He's a young man. He's probably about 20, 25, fairly fresh out of uh, out of the academy, and um, he sees his cousin Lloyd he goes. Cousin Lloyd, I haven't seen you in weeks. How are you? Uh,
2: A- Anderson, the, the Anne's missing. I don't... My wife's going crazy. I don't know what, what what's going on. He's like,
1: whoa,
5: whoa, whoa, whoa. We whoa, need whoa. to go
2: to the woods. Okay. He's like, whoa, wait.
1: Anne's missing?
2: Yeah, A- 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 and got taken. Uh, we don't know who. There's something going on at the school, but, but, but we need to go to the woods.
1: Okay, okay, um... I'll do what I, it, it's, it, 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 it's, you know what, it's out of my jurisdiction, but I'll help you. Of course I will. What do you need?
4: Uh, I'm going to say, do you have, do you have, a, do you have a, do you have a, partner or, or somebody on the force that you know that owes you a favor?
1: Um, I'm pretty close to the chief, uh, chief salt, me and him get along. All right.
4: Right, do you want to call Chief Salt and see if, uh, if you can round up a search party because uh, we have evidence to believe that, uh, that the missing children may be in the forest
1: He's like, yeah uh, hold on, let me, let me go to a pay phone and give him a call So a few minutes later uh, Officer uh, Hughes comes back and goes Yeah, um, I just talked to the Chief and evidently a lot of resources north of town are currently tied up he did authorize you. He did author, authorize me to go with you, though. He just it just has to go through uh, Officer Burns here that I'm cleared to go. But yeah, I'll help.
4: Okay. All right. All right. Well, good. At least we have a second car now. Um, I say we uh, we all got ourselves a double double and head out into the forest.
1: Okay. So now, where did you get the force information? Because the guy never gave it up. You just know it's in the forest, but you don't know where.
5: Mm.
4: You had to ask about details.
1: That's
5: right. <laughs>
1: Call of is all about details. However, yeah, buddy. let's say, all right, so you guys go back to the police station. Yeah. And back in Cell 2, the cultist is still sitting there all, he's awake now. And he's just staring at the wall intently. He looks at one of you. He says, he's coming for me. He knows I've betrayed him. He'll come.
2: No, no, no. We were going to get the girl and bring the girl to to your your guy in the woods. We just need to know where in the woods to go. He goes, well, it doesn't matter.
1: We're all going to die anyway. Uh, roll me intimidate or persuade.
2: Uh, I'll go persuade. 11, like 84. 11.
1: Okay. So Lloyd, how are you going to
2: persuade him? Listen, we can, we'll, 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 we'll keep you safe. We'll get you away from whoever it is that's coming to get you. You just need to tell us where in the woods we need to go. He goes, okay. I'll believe
1: you. If you can keep me safe. He draws on a map. He draws on an area just a little north of Wyarton, which is a town which is about 40 minutes north of Owen Sound. Uh, it's on the way to Tobermory. It's a small town, about 7,000 people. He points to a. There's a couple of side roads just north of town. He goes, there. There's a property there. There's a little house on a wooded lot. You can't miss it. Let's go, then. Yeah. All right, so you guys are just about to walk out of the police station. Just as you do, the power cuts.
2: Ah. Fucking power.
3: An epidemic.
1: <laughs> you hear this unearthly, godly scream. Then you hear a couple of shots fired. Oh, God.
3: Uh. From Are they... Like, what? from what direction do we know?
1: From the cells.
3: Fuck. Oh, my God. Lou, you're the only one with the gun. I, I say you check it out. <laughs> uh,
2: we had behind Lou.
4: Just, yes. I have a hunch. I didn't frisk him. Fuck. In, in my so haste. True. Let's go back. <laughs>
1: All right, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> so you go back towards the cell. You see... um what it actually everybody roll me sanity. Oh boy.
4: I rolled a twenty.
1: So that's a pass.
4: I rolled a thirty.
1: That's a pass as far as I know.
2: I rolled a sixty-four.
1: You lose one D3 sanity.
2: Uh I see, sorry. one.
1: Okay, you lose one sanity point. So as you come back to the cells, you see this guy painting the walls. With paint? No. No. With, with blood. <laughs> Utterly no. splattered.
5: I thought you no. meant
4: like he's he's had his head blown off and he's his, still alive, painting the walls with his
1: blood. His own blood. You also see a cop, the uh, desk sergeant, standing there with his gun to his head.
3: No. Oh my god. And he
1: goes, I couldn't help it, and then he blows his own head off.
3: No. Violet screams and then immediately, like, retches in the corner.
4: I'm going to write that down in my little pocketbook again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a time. Yeah. And I'm just I'm, like, oh, shit, there's going to be so much fucking paperwork when this is done.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I'm just gibbering like a lunatic lost a lot of sanity. Yeah, you did. So, yeah.
1: In fact, actually, Brad, you're actually going to, because ex- I know you've lost a lot of sanity in the last little bit. Mm-hmm. Roll me 1D10. 1D10? 1D10. Uh, eight. Oh, fuck.
2: God
1: damn,
2: dude.
1: You have a emotional outburst, which is either laughing, crying, or screaming for 1D10 minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Please be uh, crying. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, uh, crying for eight eight again no oh my god so yeah so you were
1: crying for the next hour (laughs) so basically you just burst down into
5: tears
2: (laughs) oh my god
1: as this guy is impossibly painted up the wall like he's painting it like literally like someone took the body and ripped it in half. Oh
3: my god. There's not
1: any there's not even anything recognizable as human anymore.
3: We need to get the oh. fuck out of here.
1: Just as you say that, the power comes back on.
3: We can't we, we can't wait now. We have to go. The only way to stop this is to go find whoever's doing this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bring him I'm like,
4: still trying to take in everything that's just happened. I'm like, this is this is not good.
3: Well, Lou, come on!
5: All right, 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 right.
3: It. I'll grab Lloyd. Let's go. Then all Violet like right. yanks Lloyd up and like grabs him and brings him towards the car.
1: Anderson, actually, where was Anderson during all this? Did he see this, or did he stay outside? Uh, we'll say that he
4: was uh, outside, I guess. I was, I was going to say he's keeping the car warm.
1: Okay, yeah. fair enough. I will allow it. Okay, so Anderson uh, and you guys start heading towards the north of Owen Sound. You start taking Highway 6 towards Wyarton, and after about 40, 45 minutes, you arrive in the town of Wyarton. Um, as the night has drawn on, it's begun to rain, so the... It's that cold, cold rain you get at night. It's that fall rain. There's yeah. even a little bit of a mist kind of forming on the ground. It's like that low-hanging fog with the rain. And as you guys go through Wireton, even the town itself seems to almost... It's almost like it doesn't want you here. Like it knows something is wrong. And yeah. as you proceed towards the location on the map, you turn off onto a side road and it's muddy... You start bumping along after about 5 to 10 minutes. You finally come to a stop. And your cars... Actually, Violet, roll me your luck.
3: Oh my god, we've not had much luck with my luck today. No, and we still don't, because it's 90.
1: Both your cars are stuck in the mud.
3: No! God damn it!
1: (laughs) And you're probably about a kilometer and change walk from the property, but you can see it.
2: Am I done crying?
1: Yep, you're done crying.
3: Okay, oh, let's good. just let's leg it then. Let's just fucking leg it.
1: Alright, so you start walking towards the property and you can see there's like a two-story wooden wooden house back there and it's surrounded by trees. And um, as you begin to approach the property, everybody roll me spot hidden.
4: Uh, I rolled a 21, and the score was 25 that
1: I had to beat. You notice something. You and Lloyd both notice something. You notice there's a tree that seems different than the rest of the other trees here. It almost... Something about it doesn't quite seem right. Like it seems just a little out of place.
3: This was the tree he must have been talking about the living tree or the walking tree I can't remember what he said but he said something about a tree
4: this has got to be it alright let's go
1: okay so you notice as you approach the property you start you see this thing this something that's It's kind of this, like this squat, black, ropey mass. And it's about the size of a tree. This thing's easily between 12 and 20 feet tall. And you get this disgusting smell like an open grave. Ugh. And as you...
3: Violet's going to, like, rush again.
1: (laughs) And as you move towards it, you hear something... Move, you notice those branches are not branches, they're tentacles. They're tentacles.
3: No, everybody always
4: have to be tentacles.
1: Roll sanity.
4: (laughs) Oh Oh, boy, okay.
3: Uh,
4: that was a fail. Oh my god, 10!
3: I actually passed this time. Okay,
1: 95. Okay, so who failed it? I failed it. You, alright, so Lou and Lloyd, I want you to roll 1d10. Tiffany, roll 1d3. 1d3. 2. Got a 4.
3: I got a 2.
1: Okay, so you and Lou both start. You kind of stand there in horror, realizing this thing is alive. But let's see if it's noticed you yet. So I'm just going to roll it. Just give me a sec. What does it have? As I roll my dice, it does not notice you.
3: Oh my god. I'm going to stay... Violet is going to stay completely still.
1: But you start hearing these wet sucking sounds as you notice people come outside and they're carrying... um, they've got two goats chained up uh, behind them. And they're just bah, bah, bleeding. And they slit the throat to the goat and they throw it to this tree-looking thing. Oh, god. And the tree thing starts devouring them with these wet sucking mouths that just appear on its body.
3: Oh my god.
2: Always with the goats.
3: Always. Even Jurassic Park. Fuck. Okay. Uh... Violet is kind of like frozen in fear. She's not sure what to do at this point. this It's her turn to not not know what to do.
4: <laughs> like, why couldn't I have had a flamethrower? Why couldn't I be one of, one of those? Why couldn't I be a flamethrower cop?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So wait, is Lloyd like totally insane now?
1: Nope, he's just sitting there staring at it.
2: Okay. Did I lose more sanity?
1: Nope, you just lost those four points. That was it.
2: Okay, good. Oh, oh that's, that did cool. Okay, sanity, um...
1: Right?
3: Fuck, what do we do? It hasn't noticed us, but, like, what literally... I mean, it's distracted now, I guess, because it's eating.
2: I mean, does anyone see Anne around?
3: Yeah, true. Actually... Uh, who, I don't have a high perception. Do you guys have a high perception?
4: Um... Let me see here. Perception? perception. I don't think that's an actual thing.
3: Well, it would be what? Intelligence?
4: Oh, mindset. Yeah, I mean, close it enough. Be, I have stealth.
3: Because, actually, yeah, so do I said, why?
1: Who has the lowest stealth score?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, I don't
1: even know. Let's see.
2: Fine. It's... It's like 40. was like 20.
1: So you gotta go by Lloyd's score.
2: Because
1: yeah. he has the lowest.
2: A big galoot. But, what, what, I'm
4: looking for, but what I'm gonna look be- for is at this house. I wanna see if we can find a can of gasoline.
1: But don't forget, you can also spend your luck to push that roll.
3: That's true. And we might as well.
4: That's true. Do it. I, was, I, I would say, say do it. it. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna look for. Uh, I'm gonna look for gasoline, an accel or some sort of accelerant. All
1: right. So um, roll me. Roll it. All right,
4: roll it. Roll the like. What, what should I be rolling? Intelligence for that, or should I be rolling?
1: Well, w- all right. So are you gonna sneak past this thing first, or what are you gonna do?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna sneak past the thing first. Okay.
1: So you're gonna go. So you're gonna go off on your own. Yeah. Okay, then roll me stealth first, then. Since Lloyd's not going with you, just roll me your stealth.
4: Okay, I rolled 29, and my base is 40.
1: Okay, you succeed. The creature does not see you. As it begins to devour the second goat, It's you notice its, it's legs are actually uh, hooves. So this thing has giant hooves, tentacles, and mouths dripping off of it.
4: Gross. That's disgusting. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm trying to find if there's like a a gasoline or some sort of accelerant.
1: There is a small shack behind the house. Roll me your luck. We'll see if it's there.
4: My luck. Thirty-six. My base for sixty-five.
1: You find gas nice
4: and I maybe matches or something maybe not
3: or maybe you're a smoker and you have matches on you
1: <laughs> well, it, is the, it is the 80s roll luck like again <laughs> I mean, you know what I'll say it. you rolled so good you have a pack of matches on you
4: alright I guess utility whatever matches that cops might have or I'm yeah. sorry, or smoke yeah whatever you know what you
3: might even have a fucking flare on you or something
4: <clears throat> actually I, w- I would have probably a road flare, because road like, flare
1: exactly yeah
4: okay so i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna douse that sucker
1: you're gonna douse the tree looking thing yeah okay you do as such oh my god. it still hasn't noticed you
4: all right i'm gonna light up my flare and toss it at the the gas
1: all right you light up the creature the creature erupts in flame oh my god much to your horror it has no effect
3: Oh, my God. It is now on fire.
1: Oh, now it gets a chance to roll to notice you now. Oh, fuck. It's bad. It's bad, bad. It sees go. you.
5: Oh, no,
1: Lou. Okay, roll. All right, Lou, what are you going to do?
2: <laughs> yeah, how are you going to screw it up this time, Lou? <laughs> oh, what do I have? <laughs>
4: uh, I'm going to run back to that
2: shack.
1: Okay, it's going to try and attack you, so I have to roll my fighting.
2: For every tentacle?
1: Uh, I rolled 65 under 80. Do you have dodge?
2: Uh,
4: I do.
1: I suggest you dodge.
4: Okay, yeah. I'm going to dodge. i got to roll that. I rolled 19, and my dodge is is 20.
1: You narrowly miss being stomped into bloody paste as one of the hooves stamps the ground near you.
3: Oh, my God.
1: The other cultists are looking at you, and they're just laughing.
4: That's not good. I'm still going towards that shack.
1: Okay, so roll. All right, so roll me your. Str- I forget how chases work, so I'm just gonna say roll me your strength to run.
3: Okay. Or isn't it move speed, move rate?
1: I, I don't remember how to do that. So like I'm I, I didn't read the chapter on chases. So
5: it's not a
4: big deal, yeah.
1: House rule. Yeah. Sorry, right, folks. So
4: I rolled fifty-eight, and my strength is seventy-five.
1: Okay, you make it just in time. So you're back in the shack.
3: what are you looking for now
1: just a place to hide
4: basically yeah maybe maybe um if I
3: tools in there that you
4: can use as weapons yeah I, I want i want to be able to do a scan to see if there's anything around me like what, what's in the shack with me
1: there's a couple of fire axes there's like a machete lots of gardening tools lots of uh, knives
4: i'm gonna grab the axe okay um and the machete. All yeah, right, I can do that.
1: All right, you do as so, such.
4: I'm a cop. I'm strong enough. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm gonna try to see if is there, uh, is there like a window? Is it, how tall is the shack?
1: Shack's about seven feet tall.
4: Oh, it's just like a like a shed.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a tool shed.
4: And where it was located, is it like attached to the building? Is it no, like
1: it's uh, like probably separate, about like yeah, it's separate from the house, probably about 15-20 feet back from it. As you are, as you grab the machete and the, the axe, you peek outside. The creature's walking towards you. Oh
2: God!
4: Okay. Um, I'm gonna skedaddle out of there.
5: <laughs>
4: it's probably the best, way, the best way to put it. Okay. And, um, gonna go towards the house, I guess.
1: All right. It's gonna. Tr- What's your dexterity?
4: My dex. 45.
1: Okay, it has a dex of 80, so it goes first. It's going to try and attack you again. It rolled an 82 over 80. Its attack oh, misses.
4: Sorry, God. sorry. so you just, you just miss? Or?
1: I just miss. Wow. Once again, one of these tentacles comes whipping right past your face, and you just get this disgusting, foul odor, as literally you feel one of its teeth brush against your cheek. Ah, <laughs> god damn and the cultists Uh, are still just standing there just mockingly laughing at you
4: okay um I'm still running towards I guess the house
1: yep you do as such and you get inside okay Now
4: I'm going to try to find a place to hide and I'm assuming that they're doing something
1: too. (laughs) Alright, switching back to these guys. Okay, so you just saw Lou set this huge tree-looking creature on fire to no effect. Lou ran inside the shed. The creature and him barely faced off for a second. You saw Lou dash into the house. You see two cultists standing outside and this huge creature just stand there burning against the night
3: okay I want to I want to see if I can um, figure out where they would be keeping the children um can I roll idea like intelligence for that or yeah go ahead okay I got, oh got 10 okay 10 over 70 um so yeah I'm good
1: Um, you think it's a good idea? They're probably in the house. Probably in, probably someplace safe inside the house.
3: Okay. Um. Then is there a way for me to run around the back without anyone seeing? Since the creature's um attention's on Alalu now.
1: I can I can lie if you want to make you can either run towards the house. I'll say using your strength. Okay. Or you can roll a stealth check, and I'll give you a bonus to it.
3: Okay. Um. Yeah. Cause either way, I'll just use my luck points. Um. Oh shit. I got sixty. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Can I just spend luck to succeed?
1: How many luck points would that take?
3: Uh. See. Strength. Uh. Would take f- six.
1: Okay. All right. You do it.
3: All right. Cool. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, so I'm gonna do that then. Um, run into the house so that I can see if I can find the
1: children. Okay, so you come inside this house. it's rotting. it's a it's clearly been abandoned for quite some time, but there's been recent signs of movement Inside the house you see there are body drags on the floor that are just caked on old blood. um you see there's a fireplace burning in the middle of the in the room there's a huge what seems to be a portrait of something unearthly hung above the fireplace Mm -hmm. and there is a huge door leading down to the basement in the middle of the room
3: okay um i'm gonna whip out my flashlight and i'm going to go down to the basement. Lloyd? Probably a terrible
2: idea.
1: What are you doing?
2: Uh, I mean, am I, I guess I'll follow Violet, uh, if I'm not too scared. Okay, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's
1: fine, you can do this, you also managed to follow behind her, because she spent her luck points, I'm just going to allow it. Yeah. Okay, so you two are both inside the house, once again, you see exactly what I've described, and you guys are going to go down into the basement.
3: Okay. Um, I'm, Yeah, definitely. I want to go see if there's
1: kids down there. So, yeah. Okay, so you lift up this heavy wooden door that leads you down a set of rickety uh, wooden stairs. And you come into this place that's clearly been carved out of of the earth itself. Kind of leads down halfway between dirt and rock. And you just come across, there's this huge room that's lit by torches. And you can see men in hoods, their backs are to you. And you see a group of about twelve kids standing with their with their they're on their knees, and it looks like they're in some sort of a prayer position towards some kind of an altar.
2: Can I tell if Anne is there?
1: Yes, you do see her. You see her actually chained to the wall, unconscious. Oh my god.
3: Okay, um, I'm gonna uh, initially try to calm Lloyd down so that he doesn't run in after seeing Anne there and I turn off my flashlight and I'm just trying to assess the situation because how many occultists are there?
1: There's probably about 10 there and 12 kids 12 kids, okay
3: 13 Um, if you
1: include Anne okay and I'm gonna roll to see if the cultists notice you okay oh boy do they ever
3: Okay. 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 So quickly hmm. I turn to Lloyd and say, Do you see Anne?
2: It, she's she's chained up on the on the wall there.
3: Okay. Uh and Violet says Um, never mind me, go get her. And Violet runs towards the occultists to <laughs> to get their attention to, um, you know, let Lloyd run to get in.
1: So you're actually going to try and fight them? Mm, she's, well, she's going to distract them.
3: She's, you know. Okay. and can end well, but she's going to do it.
1: Alright, roll me your fighting.
3: Which is my, I guess, strength if I don't have fighting, eh?
1: No, it's just you roll your fight skill or dodge if you want to try and dodge around them. Okay, that sounds good actually. I'll do that.
3: So, Sixty and half dex. Yeah, no, I didn't. It was sixty over
1: thirty. Uh, yeah, they 25. they grab you with a forty-five. One of the cultists grabs the big one of the big burly cultists grabs you. Yeah, and firmly has a grip of your arms. Yeah. Can
2: okay. I get well? Wha- Anne? Yeah, I was gonna
3: say <laughs> while while they're after me, like that was the plan is for you to go
1: and grab Anne. Roll me strength.
2: Oh. Uh... Thirty-seven against uh, sixty. You oh. make it.
1: You manage to grab Anne.
2: Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, she's
1: chained but against the wall, might. so it'll take you a round to undo her.
2: Okay. So roll Stretch me dexterity. Them for a round, witch lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Well, while he's doing that, I'm gonna struggle as much as I can against the occultists to keep their attention on me.
1: Okay. Opposed strength roll. You and I roll off. Alright. Uh forty. I rolled an eighty, so you slip out of his grip.
3: Oh cool. Okay, so I'm gonna run in the opposite direction of Anne and Lloyd to get them to come away from that from
1: them. Okay, you do as so they can such. Chase after me. Only two of the cultists are actually coming after you, the rest are just seemingly standing there not doing anything. Oh, okay. Which strikes you as a little weird. Yeah. Okay, so you manage to grab Anne, and you start heading towards the stairs. Correct? Yep. All right, so you guys start. Gra- you grab Anne. You start heading towards the stairs, r- and Violet, roll me your luck.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Because Go that's gone.
3: Mm, yep, eighty over forty-four.
2: Can you spend luck? You, uh, you get luck? <laughs> not nope.
3: enough to to succeed. <laughs>
1: Lloyd, roll me your luck.
2: Uh all right, I got uh 50 against 65.
1: You manage to throw Anne up the stairs as one of the stairs gives way and Violet falls to the floor. You manage however to stay on the stairs. Okay. Whereas Violet uh, has fallen to the floor, Violet take 1d4 damage. Okay.
2: Can I reach her?
1: not from where you are. She's fallen at least six, seven feet.
3: Alright, so two damage, so I'm down to seven. Okay.
2: Bye, Violet, then.
3: Uh, say, wait, what are you doing?
2: I'm leaving you.
3: Yeah, good, because she was literally gonna say go save Anne. Like, she's yelling from the floor, forget about me, go save Anne.
2: Alright. Then I'm, uh, continuing to wall-ass out of the well, at least up the stairs. I don't know if I want to go outside yeah, yet. Yeah, go
3: because Lou's up there. So go get Lou.
2: Yeah, we'll go find Lou.
1: All right, Lou, we join you. All right, so you just saw Anne and Lloyd come busting up the middle of from the middle of the floor, where you see this huge fireplace, but you don't see Violet anywhere.
2: Where's Violet? She, she's still down in the, in the basement cave thing that's down there and the, the stairs collapsed and I couldn't reach her and I had Anne and I just got out of there but she's she's down in the basement still with, with like ten cultists and we gotta go get her
4: uh, okay I was, I was gonna say bring uh, bring Anne to your cousin's car and wait, where has he been this whole time
1: You guys didn't tell him to do anything, so he stayed behind.
4: He stayed in the car. (laughs) So he's probably probably insane (laughs) in the car. Yeah, I was gonna say, bring bring her to him and and tell him to drive it back to your place or back to back to the precinct. Or not back to the precinct. The precinct has a dead body in there. Uh, (laughs) uh, Bring her back to your place or or his place. Somewhere safe. Okay. And then do that, and then I'm. I'm gonna look around here to see if I can find
2: anything to help her with, and come back. Okay. Yeah, get rope or something because it's yeah. a it's a big drop.
1: All right. So Lloyd, you and Anne start running outside and start heading towards the uh, police car with 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 Officer Hughes. As you run outside and begin to approach the car, you notice the huge the huge tall creature is at the cars. Oh, the tree with feet? The tree with feet has kicked over uh, Lou's car and has stamped the other car with its giant hooves pretty much in the scrap metal. You can hear the dying screams of of Officer Hughes as the tree stamps its foot down one final
2: time. Uh, So maybe we we turn back and run back in the
5: house? (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: see if the tree thing notices you it notices you oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are you gonna do
2: I, I, I I'm still running in the house it'll crush the house but I don't think I can think any more clearly than that there's nowhere to go it's just a big tree monster thing I'm, I'm gonna run back in the house and, and try and hide.
1: Okay, you run back in the house. You slam the door behind you. So you hear the creature outside, but it seems reluctant to approach the house.
2: Oh, good. Uh, I I tell uh, Lou what you know. What's going on with the the cars and how my cousin's dead and squished and the. <laughs> The big tree tentacle. one's dead and squished. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> squished dead, however you want to put it. The the tree thing with tentacles saw us, and but doesn't want to come in the house. Did you find rope? Because we got to go get Violet. And I, I and I go hide in this closet. Ann.
1: All right, so Ann skitters off and hides in in a small closet by the front door.
2: All right. Now, violet. I was gonna say, let's,
4: let's do a search for uh I don't know, even curtains or something.
2: Okay. Uh, do we Should do we want curtains? For yeah. <laughs> roll right to see curtains
1: yeah <laughs> yeah roll me yeah, uh intelligence to see if you can or actually roll spot hidden or actually roll me just ideas see if you can come up with the idea to find curtains all
4: right well, I, I rolled 12 so i'm assuming yeah you all right
1: yeah you right, you figure it out but we switch things back to violet so violet you have fallen you've twisted your ankle quite badly okay the cultists have picked you up mm-hmm. and have brought you into the middle of the children They put you on your knees into the same prayer like position. Basically, how you see, um, like how people do that uh, Muslim prayer sort of thing. You know what I mean, right? Yes, I do,
3: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: can't think of what the position's called, but. I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, so they put you into that position, and you hear one of the children. One of the children looks over at you. They have the same white hair, the same crazed look in their eye, and goes you know of his message you should join us and as you turn around you see the same creature from the high school once again roll me sanity oh fuck okay Uh, oh
3: my god 90 holy fuck that's a huge fail
1: yep roll let me see let me see how much sanity you lose on this one uh roll 1d100 oh. 50 you lose 50 sanity
3: oh shit
1: so what happens is you see the tentacled creature but the form changes and seems to disgustingly melt away till you see this huge, grotesque caricature of a man, but instead where a face would be is a single blood red tentacle. Oh my god. And you are face to face with a cosmic horror that is Narleth Hotep. Oh my
3: god.
1: The thing of a thousand faces. Oh my god. And you just hear this voice inside your head just laugh and cackle and just say now I will show you the true horror of your own universe
3: oh, fuck
1: and basically uh, well, how much Sandy do you have left uh, 41 okay so I need you to roll what happens next to you? So, hold on oh, a second. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Where is my photos? I just gotta find my sanity chart here. Okay, so, roll me 1d10. Ten. 5. Um, who is the significant person in your life?
3: Um, I would, let's say... Uh, my mother.
1: You are convinced that Narleth Hotep is your mother standing in front of you.
3: Oh, fuck. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, well, I'm clearly aware that I'm insane now, and I don't know, like, how to process the world. And I'm just going to say, Mother, why?
1: And she's like, Come closer, dear embrace oh, me
5: oh, no.
3: she hasn't seen her mother in years because of a falling out that they had and this is going to sound like like words from heaven like having her accept her so she's going to walk forward no.
1: as you walk forward for a second you feel the warm brace of arms around you and you feel the flesh melt from your bones
2: No. Yes. and you know no more oh
3: <laughs> okay i'm done guys
2: you're, you're on your own well i guess we don't need the
1: rope you don't know that she's dead <laughs>
3: that's true would i have made oh, any man. sounds when i died nope oh, okay because cool.
1: you were convinced so switching yeah. the things back to lou and lloyd you've managed to construct a rope to lead back downstairs into the basement what are you gonna do
4: <laughs> uh I'm going to give Lloyd the the machete.
1: Alright, you do as such.
4: (laughs) Alright. I'm going to climb climb down in. We should maybe call for her first. Yeah, but then they'll know we're here. That's true. (laughs) That's why you're the cop.
1: (laughs) Alright, so you go down, you lower yourselves down into the basement, and uh, what you see is you see a room lit by torches, you see 10 cultists all standing around you see 12 children in a prayer position on the floor and you see something at the other end of the room but you can't quite make it out as the torchlight seems to shy away from it
2: it's machete time (laughs) you want want to go right ahead (laughs) Uh
4: do it are we just going to hack up the cultists Cause that's well, that also the rather... kids.
2: Yeah, maybe this is a bad plan.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm a policeman. I am a cop, and probably hacking people to death is not really no.
1: It's not standard operating procedure.
4: No, no. Like I said, we're not in Baltimore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, no machete time yet.
1: <laughs> You've got your gun.
2: I do have my gun.
4: Oh, are the remnants have, of my I body there? Have, I do also have mace pepper spray.
1: They can't see it. <laughs> but like, if he shoots his
3: gun and they scatter, would they be able to see my body? Maybe. Okay.
4: I think I, I'm just gonna pepper spray everybody.
1: Okay, so you start pepper-spraying the cultists. Uh, I'm just going to roll for them. Actually, you know what? It just happens. You spray them. The cultists drop to their knees, throwing up and clutching at their eyes and whatnot. As you begin to approach where the children are, you see a man standing there. He's just dressed in a suit. He has nondescript features on his face, and he just looks at you. Goes, "Hmm, I'm surprised it took you this long to get here." But it's okay. The desk clerk. Oh my god. So
4: the dead should be quiet.
1: (laughs) Actually, yeah. (laughs) So, the desk clerk that you recognize from the the police station, standing there, he goes, So, what was your plan to come in here? I clearly have you outnumbered. Were you going to take my children from me? Or try to?
4: They're not your children.
1: I beg to differ. Children, stand up. Each one of the children stands up. Children, show them what we do to non-believers. The kids rush you. Roll me your strength, both of you.
2: Uh, shitty time. Uh, 20
4: against 60 uh 22 right. against 75 all right
1: you're able to throw the children left right and center lloyd I mean, they I, are kids. yeah <laughs> i want no, you to I, was ro-
4: say, I could be the
2: 12 puns. kids at once, one,
1: i want you to roll me spot i want you to roll me spot hidden and this is lloyd specific
2: oh uh, 57 i failed
1: you feel a knife pierce your side oh good ow you turn around and see <laughs> Anne standing there so you're you
2: standing like standing there and oh, oh no Oh my god A- 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 and
1: you shouldn't no. have come
2: father
5: oh my god
1: <sighs> but it's okay mom's here too
5: ah <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: boy
2: <That's> cool bro <laughs> as
1: as he as ann says mom's here too the the the, the the desk sergeant that was standing in the middle of the room has now changed into um into Doris now we're gonna be a family again Lloyd
2: oh, no. don't you see yeah I, mm, this is not good uh I I, I scream? I mean I don't know what else to do. I don't I don't I'm not gonna machete time my own daughter. So
4: um, Can I can I break into while this is happening? Absolutely. Please Okay. I'm gonna pull a Hail Mary and just rush and swing my axe as hard as I can at the shapeshifter's head. All right. right to the neck of him, if I can.
1: Your attack automatically hits. Please? doris's head flies off rolls into the corner begins laughing maniacally the body falls to the floor its skin peels melts and boils away and as I described to tiffany you see this grotesque man shaped like thing it grows to easily 10 feet tall but instead of a face it's got a single blood red tentacle roll me sanity yeah
4: uh, roll the 17
1: alright roll me 1d10 1d10
4: 2
1: you lose 2 sandy from seeing one of the big cosmic horrors of the universe basically you couldn't have rolled any better
4: I, was gonna say, <clears throat> I, did, I did pretty well for for, for confronting laugh. this yes
1: so it just looks at you and laughs and goes how does it feel human You will not leave here alive.
2: We got this.
1: But maybe I have something else planned for you. What are you gonna do?
3: The no yet that Violet's dead? Nope. Okay.
1: Um
4: uh, I'm gonna cheese at this point like there's not much more I can do. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to grab
1: You can fucking run can...
4: I, I was gonna say like I kind of want to knock out Anne and then just grab the kid <laughs> grab, My job was to grab the kid. I mean I can't really do much because there's so many other kids here. Ah oh, Man, I shouldn't have used all that gasoline <laughs> Wait what?
5: <laughs>
4: I still like like fire cures everything. That's all. <laughs> fire lenses. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say this is this this is beyond my pay grade. I gotta I gotta fuck this. I'm I'm heading out.
1: Okay, so roll me your uh, your strength to run out of there.
4: Rolled twenty three under seventy five.
1: You GTFO and get out of there. Actually, I really should have had you roll dexterity for that, but whatever. Um, I would have
4: still still passed. Okay, so no matter what, you climb up
1: the curtain rope. Lloyd, you are left in the basement with your family. You just saw your wife melt. Yep. So I want you to roll sanity.
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) 64 against 27. You are uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. roll
1: 1d100. Oh, no. 63? Oh, no. How much sanity points do you have left?
2: 27? Oh, <laughs> no!
1: Roll 1d10. <laughs> uh, 10? Okay, so you are now... What happens to you? <laughs> you, uh... Um,
3: Join me.
1: Mania, you basically can't stop screaming. Nice. You have a fear of the dark.
2: Oh, good. It's really dark here.
1: And no matter what you do to try and escape the horror in front of you, even closing your eyes does nothing. And you start screaming and screaming and screaming. Roll me dexterity.
5: Uh...
2: (laughs) six against uh 60
1: you you fly up that rope (laughs) you start climbing the hell out of there just as you're about to um to leave you you uh you you turn around one last time and see doris Anne, and what's left of violet dripping on the floor and you move that much faster. You're now caught up with uh, Lou.
2: Still screaming. Still
1: screaming.
4: Ah! (laughs) Can I I give him a slap?
1: Oh, yeah, you can Uh totally do it.
4: I'm I'm just going to slap you to let you know that I'm I'm here, I'm real.
1: (laughs) All right, what are you guys going to do?
2: We're going to cheese it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no cars. There's the the big tree thing outside. I just gonna run screaming into the night i think that was my plan all right
4: because we're you said we were we we're off the main road by about a kilometer right
2: yeah
1: so
4: we gonna you... try to make we're gonna try to make it back we're, we're gonna try to make it back to the main oh, well the cars are destroyed we're gonna try to find our way back to the main road if possible
1: all right you do as such uh roll me uh dexterity all right I rolled
4: 38, uh, under
1: 45. All right. You managed to hike it to the main road. Lloyd, same thing.
2: Yeah, 7 on 60.
1: You also managed to use your mania-powered fear to hike it over to the main road. and um,
2: Crazy legs.
1: Crazy legs. So as you make it over there, um, you guys stand at the side of the road shivering. For a little while till you're sure the giant tree thing hasn't followed you. And eventually morning comes. And a, an OPP cruiser passes by you guys.
4: I'm going to flag him down because I'm still in my uniform.
1: All right. You uh, do as such. The officer opens the door goes, Huh. What the hell happened to you guys?
4: Um, explaining that I uh, was investigating... Uh, Missing missing persons, missing childrens, and uh, that uh, there had been some uh, violent activity going on at the, the building. There, our car my car was damaged, and I need to uh, radio for uh, for backup and a uh, forensic unit.
5: He goes, "All right,
1: sure." So he does as such. He radios in, and he brings the police car up towards the uh, the house. As you approach, your cars are missing.
2: Am I still screaming?
1: No, you You stopped screaming and now you're in the <laughs> full-blown crying.
2: I was going to say,
4: hours and hours and hours of screaming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just
4: making sure. You probably lost your voice by then. Ah!
1: <laughs> so, the officer says, okay. He comes up to the house. He's like, "All right, what am I looking for?" Uh, the forensic unit arrives. They pull up in their big truck, and they're like, "All right, Officer Burns, what are we looking for?" Uh,
4: we're looking for uh evidence of missing children inside of the children that we were looking for. All right, they sh- they should be inside uh, below the the main floor.
1: All right. So the team goes in. They come out five minutes later. Like, officer, there's nothing here.
4: What do you mean? There's nothing there. There's
1: nothing there. It's it's it. It's a house. It's abandoned. There's not. Nobody's been here in like months.
5: Oh shit.
1: Like, look. Come on inside okay all right so he leads you in he, you see the big uh door in the floor that led down to the basement yeah and you see the same staircase but it's been repaired or at least the hole that was there before is no longer there and it's just a big wet empty room
4: so like the basement we go down in the basement and there's nothing there nothing there no traces of anything
1: just an unfinished basement Wow And they go Officer Burns Can you mind telling me Why I'm wasting Taxpayer resources Chasing a fantasy
4: uh, It'll all be in my report
1: I'm sure it will The officer looks Thoroughly unimpressed And goes Alright boys Let's clear out of here And just as you're getting ready To leave the uh, p- Property Um, an officer taps Lloyd on the shoulder. He goes, are you... uh, What's your name, son?
2: Uh, Lloyd... Lloyd Adler.
1: Lloyd Adler, could you please... uh, You may want to come with us for a few minutes. Okay. He sits you down in the... at the back of an, an ambulance and goes, sir, I... I'm terribly sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but, uh, we found your daughter and we found your wife.
2: No, they were just, they were just here. Where did you find them at home? I did, but they were just here. Can you account for
1: your whereabouts for the last six hours, no! sir?
5: <laughs> I was,
2: I was with, uh, with, with, with Violet. And with uh, big uh, Lou, Violet, you say. Ah yeah, she was investigating. she was helping the Lou I met at the press conference.
1: As you say that, he slaps a pair of cuffs on you. Lloyd Adler, you are under arrest for the murder of Violet. What was your last name? Uh, Orwell. You are arrested for the murder of Violet Orwell, Doris oh. Adler, and Anne Adler. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you can and will, anything you can and will say, will be used against you in a court of law. Should you misunderstand this, a lawyer can and will be provided for you. do Do you understand your
2: rights, sir? But they were just here, and I was, I was just with Violet, like just didn't hurt them.
1: We'll let the courts decide that. Another officer steps up, B, behind Lou. Officer Burns, can you account for your uh, for your whereabouts for the last six hours?
4: Yes, I was out uh, investigating the missing persons. Do
1: you have any record of that?
4: Uh, I've got my uh, my notebook, which has. Uh, times and places things were happening I also uh we can check the records at the morgue where I met with the medical chief medical examiner of Owen Sound uh you can check with the uh I guess groundskeeper of the high school as well
1: He goes well I can account for one of those places we know you went to the high school but you never visited the medical examiner.
4: Oh, my God. Uh, well, I have photographs.
1: Can you show them to me?
4: Yes, I guess I pull them out of my...
1: You pull them out, and they are just of a random body. Oh,
3: my God.
1: And for, ju- for just half a sec... Actually, r- Lou, roll me idea idea okay or actually roll me spot hidden roll me spot hidden actually
4: okay uh spot hidden roll the 16 uh, under 25
1: standing behind the officer talking to you you see a man laughing at you he goes have fun in prison because they're never gonna believe you He goes, Officer Burns, I'm afraid there's some inconsistencies in your reporting on this case, and we'd like to, uh, unfortunately, ask you to hand over your badge and your gun as we are going to have to conduct an an internal affairs investigation on this. Too many things are not adding up.
5: Oh, my God. (laughs)
4: <laughs> i, I want to hear I, okay I, I will do I'll did do we so, win i want to hear from my <laughs> superior first i want to hear that from a superior to me because uh, what i can tell you're just the same you're the same um rank as i
1: all right so as you come saying this the uh the sergeant of the local opp detachment comes down and goes officer burns At this time, please follow my constable's instructions. Understood, sir. Please hand over your weapon as well, please. Okay, done. All right, so he puts you in the back of the cruiser. He goes, we're not going to cuff you at this time, but you've got a lot to answer for, detective, because there's a lot of unanswered questions, and there's a lot of scared people and on sound, and now I've got three more bodies.
4: oh my god oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) that's
3: pretty much the only way that you can respond to that situation
1: so as an epilogue to this adventure what happens over the course of the next six months the child disappearances stop the property that was outside of Wyerton mysteriously burns to the ground one night at the end of november and the crimes of the disappearances are pinned on lloyd and unfortunately Officer Burns though not convicted of any crime connected directly to this is found guilty of incompetence and gross negligence and is kicked off of the OPP however um there are people investigating Violet's death as they do not believe that Lloyd himself committed the murder so will Violet's death be avenged at the hands of Narleth Hotep and why did Narleth Hotep want the children to be worshipped towards him anyway? As he's one of as he is the servitor of the outer gods. It is someone's mad will, and he's only too glad to torment humanity. And with that, that brings to a conclusion. Call of Cthulhu the Dread Child. Uh, for This Week in Geek and Terrible I've been your keeper, Mike the Birdman Dodd, joined with
3: Tiffany Fon Solo Compton.
4: Rent the closet geek. Alex Big Lou Burns.
1: And guys, we'll be back right here on Patreon as we talk about the debrief for Call of Cthulhu the
0: Dread Child. We'll be back, guys, right after this. Call of Cthulhu the Dread Child is a one-day event here for Halloween on the Terrible Warriors. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you can head right now to patreon.com slash terriblewarriors to hear a debrief on today's game. The Terrible Warriors will resume their rotating schedule of one shot campaigns in November with Kagagami High, The Seventh Sea, Star Wars Edge of the Empire, and Unknown Armies. For complete details on our release schedule, head to TerribleWarriors.com. Follow us on Twitter at DiceWarriors. And today's Terrible Warriors were Alex Ricci, Brent Morris, Tiff Compton, and Game Master Mike Don. We'll see you next time right here on The Terrible Warriors.